Good evening and welcome to The Real Study. With your hosts, Mr. Snippets. So like two teams with that movie, it seems like. Either <laughs> oh, people love it or I they love it, hate it. Them. Okay, oh I, God, I, I do too. That, I do I too. Yeah. Black Girl Marvel. I cried laughing. That was hilarious. <laughs> Tyler Makes Films. It's meant to, for us to kind of contemplate. Like, I don't think... His response to me is completely appropriate. Like, it makes sense that he would react that way. All the movie things. I think the thing I why I enjoyed it more, too, was the fact that we were going to talk about it from this perspective. The pre-review with Biggie. The pre-review is where I tell you about upcoming movies coming to movie theaters and beyond. And me, the real study movie voice guy. I probably would have, like, been in love with this movie as well if I had watched it earlier like when it came out or maybe right after let's go to the poster wall welcome to the real study my name is mr snippets and with me as always is black girl marvel but she'll be back in a moment i think she might be having technical difficulties but as yeah. always we have for all, all the movie things as well uh and tyler is here in spirit i know he wanted to come and talk about thrash on uh whatever you want to say it <laughs> I, uh, I know i really want to hear what he did i to say. do too because he's definitely got some opinions about tarantino yeah, yeah which so. i think we all kind of do too it sounds like it so. does it does sound like it. it'll be interesting um yeah. so we do have the three tarantino films I, mean, I would say two are the tarantino films and then one that is yeah. still wildly popular now reservoir dogs pulp fiction and once upon a time in hollywood uh, all directed by and written by Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Um, while she still gets her feedback to us, uh, I'll go over social media. So if you have not been following us yeah. on social media, now's the time to start. We're on every platform, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, etc. cetera. Uh, and there she is. Um, there she is. And we would love a follow. We, we have a community built of a ton of movie fans that love to talk about movies and uh, we'll talk to you about any fandom, uh, etc. You can also come over to our Discord uh, and check that out, which has a variety of t conversations happening, uh, as well as uh, information on the movies coming up, as well as the, your ability to request movies if you want to do that. That's something that we do. We, of course, have veto power, but uh, we will honor most requests as long as they're reasonable. Uh, we've it's watched... rare that we use the veto power. It's right. very rare. Right. But, but, you know, I mean, but it's, it's there. Very, yeah, right. it's very warranted when we use it, though. So, you know, yeah. right? Like, if we're using veto power, then it's like serious. We're like, no, we're not. No. Doing <laughs> we, we love you, but, but no. we can't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That said, of course, we always have our news segment. And I already went over the social media and the, uh, the movies uh, lost yeah. since you had a technical issue, but we'll. Get I to figured the, by this conversation that we've that for you sure. are having. I just wanted to catch you up. And so we are going to do I'm the a news. Good you are. That is absolutely true. We'll be back. Now it's time for the real news. And this week we have a huge piece of movie news. Uh, SAG, of course, did vote to have yeah. a strike. And that was today, this morning, that that right. happened. Um, strike it up, man. There's other big news, but I don't think this show is for that. Um, you'll probably catch it on every other channel Facts. ever. Um, and that's the Facts. most we're going to mention yeah. of that news. Um, yeah, for sure. Not that we're not all aware of it. Uh, that said, we've got the regular movie news that's coming in here. Uh, SAG, of course, we'll see what kind of an effect this has on any movie that is being planned for the next indefinite time. 
Um, right. Brian, do you want to touch on this? I know that you are not a part of SAG, but you know people that have are part of SAG and work in SAG. Yeah, and I like I try to follow some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is it? I believe it's just strike authorization. Correct? Right. Like, That's all it is. They voted for strike. Yeah. Right. So then, so they're not going on strike just yet. Right. But they've authorized the strike. So I just want to make sure that's clear because sometimes people will jump right out and be like they're going on strike it's like no not strike yet like they're not they don't have picket signs yet they're right. just saying hey when the time comes we're ready to roll and strike which is great i think it's going to help get the writers guild strike which is going on like week five or six now which is pretty long and i think from what i've heard from some of the other writers is that they're thinking it's going to go even longer um if it's gone this long already so which is sad um but hopefully with this strike it's going to get both of these you know um negotiations going the interesting thing too there was a dga um kind of agreement that came up and it sounded like from what i heard and what i read briefly that they weren't going to authorize a go on strike oh wow that it sounded like they were gonna which is weird a lot of I think a lot of the other guilds were were thinking like oh the DGA was going to for sure also authorize the strike, um, so that's something a little different there. So, but I think with these two, it'll um, I think it should speed things along. So we'll see. But well, there's definitely that amount of solidarity. So they're at least saying, hey, we understand and we're, we're yeah we agree the industry needs to yeah. change. So that's and that's a lot really of good. I mean and a lot of there's a lot of crossover too. There's a lot of like, there are a few, a few actors who are WGA members as right. well. As and, right. and a lot of actors just out there supporting on the picket lines, you know, and you see them. So, um, yeah, so hopefully it'll, it'll get going, but there's already a bunch of delays for things right now. And, um, yeah, some interesting stuff like the Deadpool three thing is an odd situation. I feel like they should just kind of halt production, but, um, Agreed. I think yeah, they yeah. should do that across the board just to make sure. Right, it'll help the pr- the production itself will not suffer. It'll suffer yeah. from being paused, but it won't suffer from just kind of quality piecemealing like, it together it? or whatever they have to do. Yeah, yeah, uh, or if it's finishing up. Uh, there's a lot of weird like TV shows that are in like weird limbo. Like Young Sheldon was yeah. going into its final season when all of this went down. So we may never even see that if this keeps up. Um, which is, we get, we understand. It's just interesting the yeah. landscape and how it changes. I mean, we all know the heroes debacle, you know, of two of the two thousands. Uh, you know, when heroes, uh, <laughs> yeah, and lost like, too. Lost, right, lost was another one. Got really affected. It was like season yeah. four or five, I think. Right, which is yeah. where, where it, it started really to tank. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was basically people that had nothing to do with it. We're just like, well, you know, right in from the margins. You know, what are we gonna do here? Right, or something, but. Yeah, no, it's 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 wild. Um, hopefully, it all gets worked out in the favor of actors and writers, etc., because we want to see this industry thrive, but we want to see it thrive fairly for those involved. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Captain America is now no longer called the New World Order. It's now Brave New yeah, World. Brave I think world. everybody agrees that's a good move, Marvel. Um, we didn't need New World Order in many titles, I don't think. Um, that gets into a, you know a lot of personal things and political things, but there are people that are that were not happy with that choice. Right. Um, yeah. We got Snyder making more movies for Netflix. All right. Uh, Rebel Moon cool. apparently it's going to be four films possibly. 
two oh, wow. two parters. Yeah. Um, we'll see what that is. Prime's going to start okay. doing commercials. Yay. Oh, no. Um, so you'll have to pay more if you don't want them. Come on. Uh, the I feel like every streaming, every streaming oh, yeah, thing does that. They all do that. Yeah. So and it's just going to get worse. Uh, you know, but I say this, Disney, healing. you make too much money. Don't you ever do that in your life. There's so much that you make too okay. much. Disney, yeah. you make enough money. I get Amazon. Yeah. I, 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 I get I HBO. So much too. No, I know they do, but I just feel like I feel like they're so behind on the streaming stuff. But not really the, to me personally, because I watch them more than I watch a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're just trying to make their way. They're trying to make their way. Yeah. Disney, don't you ever HBO Max or Max whatever? Don't you ever? You make so much money off of these shoddy movies. You don't need to be charging us ads. So you mentioned Max Law. I want to bring this up. So I'm, they just changed the name at the end of May. And then right at the beginning of June, some of their biggest shows have their like 25th anniversary and they aren't calling it HBO anymore. And I'm like, you guys could have waited uh, like another month and let that like yeah. ruminate with people because they see Max and they don't see HBO like necessarily related. I still think Cinemax when I it's hear Max, so weird. but I know that's I still me. call it HBO Max. Like I, I still call it HBO Max too. Right. Like I really do. You know what they should do? They should like make Max big, but then put a little bit of HBO. Oh, HBO. Right, right. Or all the little <laughs> bits that they have, like you know, you know make them part. And of they the... tried incorporating a similar, like you know how the O is. It's got the like right. the circle and the O right there. They try to incorporate that into the A of yeah. max you know it still doesn't like it doesn't i mean just put on. all the companies you own into the word as words to make the word right. max and then we'll know <laughs> the 50 <laughs> corporations you, you own yeah um, and like then they had to change it to blue yeah, which I is know. like every other and it's every it's, other app whose blue is the best blue <laughs> yeah <it's> like, <laughs> you know that's the question like, that's another thing too that's what it looks like it looks like disney it looks like disney plus yeah, they're all Disney. Say, it looks they like Disney all... Plus because they all say Plus. Whenever somebody yeah. does like whatever Plus, I'm like 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 AMC Plus or whatever Plus. <laughs> right. I'm just like Disney had Paramount Plus. I'm like Disney had it first. Like just why so, would you? Should we turn the real the study plus? blue then? I mean, might as well. I mean, might as well. Might as well jump on a it might get us more viewers. You know, people like oh blue. Yeah, it maybe like a us. more like navy blue. Like ooh, ooh. They might be like, "Oh, we thought you were a part of HBO." He was like, "We love that you thought." Like, we yeah, there you go. Please do. Yeah. Please have at thinking that <laughs> you can think we're any plus. any of the blue apps. Think of us as any of those. Yeah. you're good. No, for um, sure. <laughs> we'll take it. Uh, let's I see. I want us to be affiliated with Tubi so bad, though. I don't know. Tubi why, would but. be great. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be terrible. Tubi, please listen to us. Uh, second installment of Fast X trilogy is now expected to land in April of 2025. I heard a great Oof. fan theory about the Fast and the Furious franchise. I've never heard this before, so if you have, pardon me. But apparently, Dom was supposed to have actually been hit by the train in the first film, and everything since is a fever dream while he's in the hospital. <laughs> that's that, oh god, that's I hate that. But I hate also, it, but it works. You know, it it works because there's like. That's like a writing like red yeah. flag, right? Like, yeah. oh, it was all a dream, or it was right. all aliens, or like, <laughs> whatever it is, like the little, yeah. you know, Deus Ex Machina actually, thing. I actually like, did that in not. a story. I actually did that in a story that I wrote. Yeah. Actually, like, I actually so like, and, he, and it's like, so like, it's like chapter whatever, and it's the title, and then the, oh. I, I do the thing, and then the next chapter is like 
the same title but it says revisited so like it's like so like essentially but i feel like i did it a little bit better i could be too <laughs> hard. but i feel like i did a little bit better because yeah it was a dream but it's like it actually happened in her brain because she got she got um conditioned and it was the mm. conditioning trying to stop her from like finding out the truth and breaking free from her conditioning so like right what she what she she got like electrocuted and then like what happened to her throughout that is isn't real but it's actually happened in her brain and she's in the hospital and then she finally breaks free and she wakes up in the hospital but i feel like i did it better because it wasn't like it wasn't like a twilight thing where like the, like the battle happened and everything. then it, it just yeah. erases everything it, it actually happened in her brain you just you just see it from a different angle have you guys i don't know the name of the tv show maybe it was seen almost fire but there's a sh an episode i think of same almost fire yeah, where almost the fire. kid has a dream and that dream links all media ever into one universe you guys should look this Wait, theory Saint almost fire maybe it's not saying almost fire but it's yeah, that's a Something, movie. From that the is 80s. a movie. That's right. Yeah. There's, there's, it's not saying almost fire. I, I'm going to remember the name of the thing and I will, and like, I will tell you guys, even if it's after like, the show. Also, an old hospital show. Scene? I was like, what? I was like, that's pretty dope. But I'll, 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 I'll get that to you guys. There's also Saint Elsewhere, which is a medical drama. That's what it was. Saint Elsewhere. That's what Elsewhere. I knew it was Saint something. And a kid has dreams in the show, and those dreams relate to basically, if you interpret it right, all media ever is like, Part of his dream, uh, which is oh, kind of oh. interesting. Um, I'm curious to see how that works. I want what episodes that you know? you'll have to look into yeah. it. I, I like I said, I don't have the yeah. details right here, but I don't know if dream something stay, to look you up. You should always have the details up here. Okay? Uh, if I That's could, I would, but I'm uh, you know, middle aged <laughs> human uh, at this point. <gasps> how so, dare. well, the, okay. the brain starts to, to go a little. Uh, okay, so amazing. we've got Leprechaun, the longest-running franchise in Lionsgate history, is going to get a fresh start. If they don't put Warwick Davis in it some way, how, like, make him the first victim, I don't care. But if he's not in it, I'm going to be a little bummed, considering he Honestly, was in every I think it movie. should be. I think it should be a mentorship. He should be passing the mm. lucky charms, and and he should be like he should have an apprentice it should be like a dark batman type of thing but he has an apprentice and he <laughs> teaches them how to like terrorize people i think jennifer has have a cameo i think yes, the so child great. should be i think i think whoever they're chasing after because nine out of ten it gotta be a pretty woman with shorts on like it should be it should be the daughter of jennifer anderson it should be yeah. like it should be him realizing that maybe a piece of gold stuck to her or something like that and he can now sense it or something and the daughter put it in like a necklace or something and now they're after the daughter like, like, a, like this is his apple air tag yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what a, a magical apple that's what air pieces tag. of gold are. Is it? Yeah, it's like. A, I'm just, I'm just saying, it should be like you know, maybe the mom thought it was small enough. Like maybe she just found it. Like the mom had it, like, 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 like stashed somewhere, and the daughter found it and put it. It's like a ring or a necklace or earrings or like that, not knowing oh, what she unleashed. Gotcha. You know, because maybe he couldn't sense it until the daughter touched it. Right. And now the son, like the son, is the second generation, so maybe he can feel it because the father is like old and. Stuff like that, so maybe the sun can feel it. I'm telling you, let me write it, y'all. Write it. Let I want to hear it. Um, let me in. <laughs> so my wife and I have always been Big Bang Theory fans. Just you know, it's same ridiculous same. show, and it's 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 cringy we'll, we'll, in moments, we'll but have whatever. Weekends it's great. where we watch it. We'll right. have weekends where we watch it. So this is the movie. This is the show that we put on all the time, no matter what. So she sat down and wrote a fan episode about what we would see after the last episode, where they're back at the apartment and they're it. all moving out. Like I gotta let her mm. let you guys read it because it, it, oh, if you I guys are that. fans, you're gonna go holy. I like Big Bang. Shit. Big Bang Theory for a long well. time was my comfort show. It was my comfort show. Mm -hmm. It was the show right. that I put on 
all the time. Watch all the seasons back to back to back to back. So I want to hear that. Betsy, okay. wherever you are, give it to me. I will make sure. I don't know if she's watching right now because she's with the kids, but uh, and she's not a Tarantino fan, so she's not gonna. She dials in when when we've got movies <laughs> right. she wants to talk about. Nice. Um, Respect. So let's see. Is there any more news? There's always a little more news. Uh, we've got Brian Cranston some... stepping down uh, in uh, two oh. years from acting. Uh, you were gonna say Brian. Oh, I was gonna talk about Superman Legacy. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Like they've narrowed they've narrowed Lois and Superman down to three, mm. and then those three are like gonna be doing screen tests. Um, like I think like the middle of June, they're gonna be doing much different different testing for them. So I'm excited kind of because I think Gunn is yeah. actually gonna give me the Superman and the oh, Supergirl yeah. I'm that really, I've always yeah, yeah, wanted. Yeah. I think it'll be super and cool. And we're going like, to see like actual yeah, Kal-El and, and Kara together doing I'm doing the thing. It. I can't I can't wait. So I can't wait for whatever James Gunn and Co has in has in store. Like I I'm here for it. Man. I think he'll like, know how to like dial all the, it back. All the actors right? look great. Right? I think he'll What's dial that? it back when it's time to do Superman. Yeah, he'll yeah, know yeah. He'll dial when it back. to not do James Gunn. The age the age range yeah. for for yeah. Superman they specifically said Late twenties, early thirties, so they can have um, years to so like Nicholas, Nicholas Holt use. is one of those three that'll that, that's in the running, um, and then but the but the other two actors almost like look comic book accurate. Wow, to Superman, would, like, would you just throw the curly cue on him. This is no yeah. offense to Nicholas Holt, but I would ra- I would rather go with the other two because I don't think right. they they're like lesser known. So, like right, so I but, like the yeah, fact yeah. that you that you don't know their names, and I think yeah. I think. And I will say this because it's a it's Tarantino week. I will say this. I I would want superhero films now to start making celebrities instead of taking already them. taking right. taking them. So like yeah. if you can make this film and you can make a celebrity regardless well, of the been... that he's done, I'm kind of here for that. You know? What yeah, I mean? and then the, what's funny too is like that's kind of been like a, a thing with Superman. Like no mm-hmm. one really knew who Christopher Reeve was. Right. No one really knew. Well, he was a play actor. Henry Cavill right? did. Like he had done a bunch What's of play. That? He was a play actor. Reeves. Before. Yeah, he did. He did a lot yeah. of plays. He was a theater guy. Same thing um, with um. And Henry Brandon Cavill Routh. wasn't. Nobody knew who Brandon Routh. Yeah. Was. yeah. No one knew who Brandon Routh was, and like Henry Cavill was mm-hmm. relatively unknown. Even Dean Cain wasn't. I was like, literally right. trying to find his name in my brain. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brian. I don't talk about Dean Cain. I would argue that Dean Cain and Brandon Routh are still not well known, but you know we'll we can. Yeah, I know. And Dean Cain yeah, is like Brandon Routh is questionable politics because right. of Legends of Tomorrow and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I love Brandon. Routh, no, he's crazy. He's got a resur- He's got yeah. a resurgence. I love. Listen, yeah. I like. I like Superman Returns. I love my favorite. I know. I did too. I enjoyed I like, it. It was fun. It was a big homage to Richard Donner. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Probably so did I. I was yeah. weeping. And I if people like, people's yeah, biggest great. complaint was, oh, he throws a plant. I'm like, so what? It's Superman. Does it? Does it have know. to always have to be this like perfect villain, like this showdown? Yeah. Like, no, it yeah, didn't yeah. have to be. By running circles around Earth, he right. can't throw a planet. Right, I know. Right, <laughs> it felt so especially when it's based on top. Richard Donner stuff too. Right, right. Like, like, he was yeah. doing it's the same Superman essentials. He was doing like those like fantastical like yeah. you know comic booky overly comic booky things. And yeah, so exactly. It was fun. He, Stop it! That's not even how time travel works. Just running. Right. <laughs> but that. Well, was it's also movie. yeah, and like, it, and Superman Returns was like, if Superman three and four didn't exist, didn't exist, right? Then Superman Returns right. was like, yeah. 
I I actually like three. I think people hate me for that. I do too. It's like it's Pryor okay, is hilarious wait, which, in it. Which one is Richard three Pryor. the one with the no okay ninety is Richard Pryor, Pryor yeah. but is that the and he gets drunk. What are the villains? Are the villains the, the villains? Uh, like basically, a, a like the the cheap sun man. No, that's four. No, that um, was four. So that's this four, one okay. is the yeah. like rich guy who decides to create a computer because the of different Lex Richard Luther. Pryor's. <laughs> yeah, the alternate Lex Luthor who becomes sort of brainiac. Like it's a little yeah, bit right. above. He'll just, he'll like, okay, he like makes a supercomputer. Right. And Richard. It's all of the Superman films. Yeah. But I will say the one that was that looked like Adam Warlock when he came right. in. I I. Yeah. I I thoroughly enjoyed that one very much. Well, I remember being a kid and being like, whenever that came on, like TBS or TNT, so I think that Superman Four would have been fine if they let the actor play himself and have his own voice, but they dubbed over Gene Hackman's oh, man, voice to give him this like i am i'm the bad (laughs) guy because he has my dna and so like it was dubbed over it sounded cheesy (laughs) the nails he's like i have super radio active nails nails, like like, when they would come out too it was like it was like totally like like, sparks and crap like (laughs) you know weird yeah Yeah. let me wrong i've seen them all dozens of times oh yeah yeah, yeah. what i need to do is i need to go back and start re-watching these franchises i believe i talked to lieutenant commander ray like i wanted to re-watch like the fantastic Fantastic Four. I already watched the first one. I was like, this ain't half bad. But like, I wanted to go back and rewatch like Fast and the Furious. Like, I really think we need to go back and really give Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer just a little bit more leeway because those. No, 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 no. I'm saying both of them. (laughs) I have a problem with the second one only because Galactus is a smoky whatever. Like their power switching, I didn't mind because that's straight out of the comics. Like I know, but what I'm I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is for the first kind of like go into comic book, like like from comic book to like film, I really feel like because like when X-Men came out, everybody was like, what kind of what kind of swill were they giving us with the Fantastic Four? And I'm just like, we treated Fantastic Four really bad. They were they were really they gave us some nice. I understood entertainment. their approach. Why they did it too? They made it. Yeah. I was very worried that a broad audience wasn't going to accept this giant, basically alien dude. I know that literally would just like gnaw on a plant like an apple you know what i mean like so they had to create this other thing that made it more believable agreed even though you got silver surfer you know you got silver surfer just flying on <laughs> yeah doing his thing say flame on she was amazing like, she was really cool yeah but, yeah but yeah i i really because just watching the first one i was like you know i'm not mad at this film like it's not i actually bad. think yeah. it's more comic book fun like than the it x-men is. movies the x-men movies it they is. were like yeah. we're gonna take all the comic book Red stuff dark. and strip it away we're gonna put black leather on everyone and yeah. it's really just Wolverine's story. So here you go. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I mean, it was fun. I was yeah. happy. Right. But oh, as soon yeah, as Fantastic yeah. Four came in, I was like, oh, they're like really them. It's them. Look at that. Yeah. And even Doctor Doom was over the top. And I'm like, yeah. And I love the guy, you know, from Charm that they got to play him. Yeah. I, Julian, Julian, Julian yes. McMahon. Listen, McMahon. I, I love that dude as Doom. I like, love, love me some Julian McMahon. The first time I saw him is cold on Balthazar. I was like something I was like he's evil that's the first thing I said because I knew it immediately because he just had something about him mm-hmm. but as he kept going I was like this dude is a phenomenal actor like like it's was just he on certain... Nick also he was yes. on Nick Tuck as well yeah. he wasn't yeah, a good guy TV no show was wild. he plays a bad guy very 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 well like he very does. well yeah, yeah. but he also plays a guy I don't want to even just say a bad guy because you know bad people never think they're bad but like I feel like he plays he plays um really messed up people very well like people that has more than one layer to them like right so because like because like his character from charm was like half human 
have demon and it was only because like he was more so on the demon side of everything and then when he met phoebe it was like oh snap i do got some human like feelings he plays that like dynamic so well Very that well. you honestly believe this guy and then the same thing happens in nick tuck like he has a secret that like he's he well he don't know the secret something's been keeping <laughs> from him for a long time because of some dirt he did so he's been flip-flopping as like a really good friend a really bad friend and he plays it so so well that show is so good they kind of got like they jumped the shark a little bit towards the end but i still enjoyed that right. that show that show, show understood its assignment that it was about witches yeah. and it was about selling yes. the music they wanted to put in the, sh- the show all the time um because that's what that show did half the time just like buffy it was always about the music that they would put in in the 90s yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's why both of them had clubs in them and it was very common i think on all those types but, of like, a, like a, that's what i loved about the wb back in the day and i kind of missed this because the cw kind of like erased this a little bit mm-hmm. because they were like we're gonna we're gonna do teens and we're gonna be older and broaden our, our audience and i'm just like Make it for the people that's been watching it since they were like kids, because that's the people that. Because that's the people. But you're supposed to move on to other channels, don't you know? No, thank you. Because if you're if you're dropping my superhero stuff and my supernatural stuff, where else am I going? Because no, I know, I agree. But I love the thing that WB used to do is the WB used to promote music really, really heavy in these shows. And every show somewhere in their like third or fourth season would somehow get a club location or like right. they would go to like some a, band coming. Some type of right. band or something. Yeah, that was then, popular. Like was popular, then eventually they just <laughs> yeah. started getting like A-list stars to come uh-huh. like of the time to come like do this so like if you but it was always old, like, i mean think about it well time capsules Char- charmed at least yeah. was in san francisco so it made sense but with buffy it made no sense because it's a rinky dink little town out out of right. the valley it's, it's, like it's, it's, it didn't really make sense it was much well, more it like Ventura, made sense. You know? it kind of made sense simply because it was like the slums of like california for the most part because like <laughs> it was nice. has slums is funny though it's, but it's yeah. really not but like sunnydale sunnydale's nice but it's really not nice because you can't be too nice no i mean really, in southern california you, really, really you deal can. with a lot of violence still regardless I, of what town you're living oh, in like for, it's oh, everywhere for, oh for sure so. but i'm talking about the supernatural element i well, feel yeah, like yeah. so much stuff is drawn to sunnydale that to oh me, so you're saying the, the rockers like, were like oh there's evil there we gotta go play I really think <laughs> they were draw, because they were all like you every now and again you got like a floaty type of singer that's like oh, oh that was totally every now and again you got like a floaty singer like that but nine times out of ten it was like the built-in band Dinkos Ate My Babies or like some some yeah. weird like band that you were like they would play in the hole like this. And I think that's like a sign of that that era of television. Yeah. Too was like and with that specific like demographic, like the audience was definitely yeah skewed younger. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean like Smallville did the same thing. Smallville is exactly True. the same. Like True. You know, and they would have I mean I think they they literally brought in the band I think it's called Remy Zero, which they're the ones that did the theme song. The song Bill. Yeah. yeah, so I think they had Remy Zero come in one episode. They did, that and that's when game. Lana and that's Sweet. when Lana ended up like taking over the cafe or whatever. And she they was able to Yeah, Yeah, they had a little little stage <laughs> in the cafe. Yeah, yeah. Cafe because oh she God, somehow yeah. she became like she fought for it so and she's a landlord. My God, my Listen, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to stop talking about the WB, because I can talk about the WB all day. The CW, I can That's what this them. section but of the show's for. Please have listen, it. Listen, I can, I can rip on them. But, like, I was so obsessed with Smallville growing up. Yeah. I love this show so much. that Okay, so back in the days of DVRs, I'm pretty sure they still have them, but I no longer do. But I 
had to record Smallville because I had to go to school the next day and I couldn't stay up and watch it because I was so messed up. Oh, so I recorded like I and I learned and you used to do like TiVo DVR. You had to like uh-huh. you had to like do like an hour after just to make sure you caught it all because it right. cuts off oh, sometimes at a certain time. Oh no, there yeah, was like, always like the three minutes. If you didn't do the three minutes, you lose the end of the show. Yeah, because oh, like what? it's yeah. something about how how the show clicks That's off because like TV. It is because TV always go over like a few minutes. I think it was the yeah. channel. The show is like more than it was I, anything because some it, channels oh. would do it, and other like channels it wouldn't. I, no, no, that's very, very true. But I feel like mine just didn't work. <laughs> just didn't. You had like the so double badge. You had a workaround. Right. I had to like, so I figured out that I always had to go like at least like, I would go like 15 minutes past the time that the right. show yeah. said it would end uh-huh. just so I could make sure I got like all the extra goodies. Because sometimes they will put stuff at the end that you're like, oh, yeah. And, and yeah, this yeah. was like before social media. So I couldn't go on YouTube and look up to see what I missed. So I was just like out until another week passed or whatever. But I love Smallville so much that when it ended, I recorded on my DVR. I didn't watch it for like almost a year. I didn't watch the last episode. Because you wanted it to last. Because I wanted it to keep going. I was so, (laughs) I was so hurt that that show ended. My friend was like, did you watch it? I'm like, nah, I can't even do it. I couldn't pull myself. I've been with that show for 10 10 years, right? And not before that, Charm lasted for like eight years. And they started at 98. I've been with that show since it like I was like I can't watch I was like spazzing yeah. out but I finally watched it and it was amazing because I knew he was never going to like fly fly because the, the, yeah, the totally, crea- totally. because the creator Ben said that at the beginning like the first season yeah. he was like you'll never no see tights, him no flights that was their that was his policy that was his policy no bat no alley like it seems yeah. kind of odd well, you know? and they had a workaround though they had a little thing though whenever he was on like red kryptonite he would fly though but technically he wasn't Clark in his right mind. Right. So he, he would because like, there were episodes when he'd have red kryptonite and he was affected, and so he would fly then. So they found workarounds, so, but yeah, Clark but not as I never watched Smallville because I couldn't yeah. stand oh, the idea of taking the two main parts of Superman away from him. Like, I was like, what are you doing? Like, well, the, the thing is, it wasn't like, about Superman, yeah, it wasn't about Superman. Superman. But then, like, why is was, Lex Luthor on the show? That makes no sense. He doesn't meet him till he goes to Metropolis. Like, there are it's so many things they've changed. That's the, that's the beauty of the show, though, is that they play with the mythos and like this, mm-hmm. like, yeah. well, what if all this stuff does happen? Like, maybe Lex what if did, they meet? Like, what if they met? Him, what if? What if? Because but... Lex end up getting affected by his his ship coming yeah. in too. The reason yeah. why he's bald is because he got clipped by that ship, like by like the yeah, like, 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 by the, the meteor, meteorite, like, yeah. like, like the meteorites or whatever. What? When Clark came down, so that's, that's the big the thing why, about the show yeah. was like a lot of pieces of Krypton came to Earth. Yep. Little fragments of Krypton. Is that where the Justice yeah. League ends up coming it. from because of that? Because I know they're on the show. They all, they end up like in season eight or nine or whatever. They show up. Yeah. Well, yeah. and the thing is too, like in the first season at least, it was like a creature of the week kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, somehow okay. someone would get affected by Kryptonite or yeah. like different like mm-hmm. in different forms. Like um So it's like X Files and a little yeah. Superman yeah, yeah, yeah. kind was, of shoved together. Yeah. It was it was like yeah, it was ridiculous. Because what did they you know, what but... did Chloe Chloe called them something like meta Oh yeah, what did she call them? He called them something. Yeah. She called them something because they were effect they were infected pretty much by, by kryptonite. They were infected yeah, by kryptonite. It was all like basically kryptonite. And, and then it was like some kryptonite was buried deeper, so it changed colors, which is how we got the yeah. like the blue stuff, the reds. It was like a whole thing. I mean, but okay, honestly, I but... think because and they end up bringing it into the series because you find out that like when they started making like the like the Arrowverse, which I'm still mad at that, but um, then when they started making the Arrowverse, they started connecting the worlds and they brought Smallville as like a multiversal world, like they it was yeah. another Earth. Hmm. So like 
Yeah, they should go talk to Clark. They go talk to Clark. Wait, so Tom Wellington yeah. shows up on? Yeah, Tom. Wellington I didn't know came that. Back for it. Yeah, yeah he comes back for it, yeah. and you find out that he like spoiler alert. You find out he like gives yeah, up he, his powers. Yeah, he, he gave up his powers. He, he gave up his powers, yeah. and and Lex for Lois, his, he was like, like Superman too. Yeah, probably for, for Lois. I mean, not just for Lois, but I think for his family too, because he had two boys, yeah. and he oh, like wow. he just wanted to live a normal life. And I think stuff around Metropolis was like smooth out, like he didn't need. Batman like succeeded, other... is what I would say. Batman right. pulled well, it off. John Cryer's mm-hmm. Lex in that yeah, multiverse one, which is a funny yeah. connection. Oh, what? What? He's in Superman Four. Right. right. So the other <laughs> weird connection, I, this is the weirdest one for me, is that his mom yeah. is actually his girlfriend in Superman yeah. Three. Exactly. I'm just like, yeah. What? <laughs> I know. That's weird. Lana. I know. Right. I love that. Yeah, and she yeah, was yeah. great in three. She was one yeah, of the things yeah. I like about that. Great. To me, to me, Smallville is more so about learning about Clark than it is learning about him become. It's still about him becoming like a superhero. And so it's how he becomes eventually the, the Superman. It's, it's, yeah, it's basically foreshadowing like how he's essentially like how he can be the Boy Scout, how he can always be resilient, how he can. And it shows you like his trials and tribulations of growing up, which is why I I like important his parents were. How important his parents was. How important his does Jonathan die in this series. Yeah. Eventually, oh God. Okay, good. eventually, but yeah. does he die of a heart attack? That episode like wrecked me. Oh no, he, it's through. It, I think it is a heart attack because like it's a heart attack that is induced by like danger or something like exactly. That. Yeah, and they like they like tweak it a little bit, but it's still like a heart attack. But something man, out of his so control. Man, that's what yeah. bothers me about yeah, Man Steel is that it's not out of his control. Yeah, so. and it was like it is a menace. I'm gonna always fight you. We need to have a DC. Uh, like a at least the like we should do Man of Steel, yeah. Batman vs Superman, and then the four hour Justice League as a as an episode on the show so that we can discuss sell out of the box set. Do they really? Because I've never watched yeah. them in sequence, and I would be willing to watch it only if we honestly, talked about it on the show. As far I'm as the here, four I'm hour Justice League, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Honestly, I feel like this is something we could do like the last week of summer or right. something. And, and the closeout like show, right? That could be like our first episode come back in or something like that, or right. how, however, I don't care how it is, but this would give us a time to watch it because I told I said I'd never watch that four hour monstrosity ever again. I'm only saying it's a monstrosity because it's four hours. Um, there are great moments in it, but it was stupid long, so I said I would well, never watch that again. But if we're watching it for the show, why don't we? Four hours to me, but why don't we do a I'll make an executive call and do it like this. It'll be the first two episodes of the show when we come back. That way, The Flash will have released, and we can discuss Ban of Steel, yeah. Batman versus Superman, yeah. and then Justice League and The Flash. Two separate episodes, back to back. Yeah, because I watched The Flash. That's a lot of content, is what I'm saying. Like, the four-hour movie alone. Is you know what's crazy? I've seen it, and y'all haven't seen it. I think it's amazing. The Flash? Yeah. Yes. Well, I won't see it until it comes out to max. That's that's why. So yeah. I saw it. I saw it in the screen. I got a free screen for it. Oh, so that's right. You see did it. see it already. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, my so daughter's trying to. to my it. daughter's trying to break in. Um, she's yeah, like, not, she wants to go to show. until it comes to streaming. I love yeah, that so I'm not much. I am gonna watch it, but I'm waiting till streaming. Um, I can't wait till it comes. I need y'all. I need y'all to watch it on streaming too. I won't watch it a second time until I see it on streaming, so I can see if they how they change parts yeah, because they said. Cause they said right. Cause I mean, I didn't pay for it the first time. I I refuse, yeah. and I don't even pay for Max, <laughs> so I'm not paying across the board. But I want to see if there's difference in what they showed us into what they theatrically released. Right. Well, I'm hoping they oh, change yeah, nothing because yeah. I do want to see the what they release. But you know, I, I like well, when they, they at least release that, both. So. 
they they said that kind of during a thing they were like that the producers came on the screen and was like the the film that you're going to watch today you know it's not the theatrical the full theatrical version so there there are still some I'm sure things that they left out then, I feel like it's minor tweaks I just like y'all just want to so y'all want our money so I get it with that said we have some movies we're going to review, and I do really want to hear what oh, Law yeah. has to say about these movies. First movie this evening we're going to talk about is Reservoir Dogs. This is technically Quentin Tarantino's first film as a director. He had done other things prior to this, and of course, film school, all you of that tell. good stuff. Um, but this is his like major debut. Um, this mm. has, even for the time, the cast is fairly well known. Michael Madsen, yeah. Harvey Keitel both had th- thriving careers at the time. Tim Roth was still new on the scene, I think, at that point, but Steve Buscemi had been around. Um, so it, it was yeah. a hodgepodge. Now they're all, you look at them, and the only people that aren't iconic in this film would be Mr. Blue. I don't recognize him, um, but that's that's about it. Everybody else yeah. Yeah, yeah. Has, has been around. Um, since Law has not seen this film, I would love to start with Law and just get her take uh, and and go from there. Go for it. Okay. All right. So I can't really put it into words. This, I won't say this, this wasn't a bad film at all. I won't say it was a bad film. I don't understand the hype around it, but maybe because it was what, like 92 mm-hmm. and people were like, you know, um, Tarantino has a tendency to pull from other creators and s- switch it up just enough that it's like, huh. This reminds me of this, but it speaks, but it seems like it's Quentin Tarantino all along. So it's like, um, he has a tendency. He has like admitted that he did like literally like rip something off for this mill, this film. Yeah. Yeah. Even the characters names of blue of the colors, like he took that that from something else. Um, because that's kind of like what it seems like, mind you. I, I can't go into too much about like what that is, but I will say this. I understand why it's a cult classic because it's so different than what you would see during that time, right. especially with like the playing with like nonlinear stuff, like timeline and stuff like that, which is what he does, which is so all these films was like classic Tarantino. It shows you like, because right. it goes from like 92 to like 97 or four and 94 then, like, to, and then 2018. So 92 yeah. to 94 and then 2018. And it shows you that he really ain't changed up, but he's, he really ain't changed up his style, you know. Like he barely changed the actors. We being honest, but um, <laughs> I I I fell asleep a couple times during this movie, but then I would reawaken and realize I didn't miss anything. Um, <laughs> this is the shorter and, one of the three, I think. Yeah, yeah this is the, the shortest. shortest yeah. But it felt like the longest. <laughs> being honest, um, I will say this: all in all, I think every actor did amazing. I like, like I told Smitty before the show started, it made me miss Harvey Keitel as an actor. So I was like, I need to go back and like just soak up all his stuff because um, I think he's in a new. They, I read that he's in the new National Treasure. A TV show that's on Disney Plus because he was in the movies. So I think I was like, well, maybe I should take out the TV show because I just want to see him uh, act because this made me realize how much I liked his acting. His acting is very like infectious um, because when he was like weeping over Tim Roth's body, I was like, oh my God, he's going to do something. He's going to kill himself or both of them. Like I could feel his like, I threw my life away for this kid. <laughs> I mean, like type of thing. So like, I like that it wasn't so much about the crime. It was more so about the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like that. Like it was like, yeah, it was like you watching a heist, 
but from the views of the, like of the people, you don't even see the ice really like yeah. kind of do. Like, then you see like what happens after. So I do. The thing about Quentin Tarantino that I do like, I like the way he tells the story. I really do, even though it's like still the same. Like he still does that. Like I'm gonna show you this thing that happened last, but we gonna go back up to this to the like to this thing that ends you to the first of the part of the movie. Like he does it a lot, but I actually enjoy it because a lot of people don't do it. So when he, he only comes out with a movie every what how many years? Couple so, like, of years. It's not very it, often. He's right. It's not very once often. Once upon so a time, it's his it, ninth like, film. Ninth. Right. Yeah. So when he. So when he comes out with stuff like that, I'm like, mm, that's refreshing. Even though he does it like every, like every movie. He is the Grand <laughs> Theft Auto of the movie world. No, he is. And I here's the thing. I, that's fine. But for me, Reservoir Dogs was simply an okay film. The the acting put it, to me, the acting puts it as like a tops type of deal. Not so much like the storyline or anything like that for me. I enjoy Tim Roth as an actor. So to see him kind of like star in something or like really get like, his just do in a way, even though it's very early <laughs> from what you from what we see him of it, um, yeah. you know, throughout his years. But um, I, <laughs> he's mad that I don't like Reservoir Dogs. Um, but <laughs> but um, it was it was a, it was an okay film. I figure I might have to like go back in and rewatch this, but it won't be no time soon. All right. But I enjoyed it. I cracked up towards the end. Like no no, that was another movie. Never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say whoa. Nope. Brian, I assume you saw no, this I film. Was, I was very sad towards the like. I'm not sad, but I was. I felt his. Uh, I felt his disappointment in those last. His moments. loss. I, his, I felt his, yeah. his. His because he lost everything. Like to me, that was a really messed up scene, and I feel like Tim Roth's character was like, "I'm gonna die anyway, so I'm a cop." <laughs> I was like, "Why did you tell him? He's he has a." Gun. I think he got cold in that moment and decided to tell him. He probably did. He was like, "Let me just tell him I'm gonna die anyway," because he's been bleeding out for hours, for hours, like, yeah. hours. and a lot of blood. He didn't know when he was If he survived, it might have not been great. Uh, Brian, I'm assuming you saw up, this movie that was wild. when it came out. Oh, yeah. I've seen this like numerous times. Yeah, many times. Yeah, it's like one of it's one of my I don't have many favorites of Tarantino's, but this is one of my my favorites of his. I own it. Um, I own the cool Lionsgate one that has the cool slip cover with the ear. Um, yeah, this is like and it is interesting. Like it's been a while since I've seen it. And the thing that kept coming, and I'll talk about it in Pulp Fiction too. When we talk about Pulp Fiction, but um, like I still like this movie. I still really like it. Um, and just how, like Law mentioned, how he tells the story, um, and I think there's something to be said about the editing and the editor that he has, mm -hmm. um, Sally Menke. He specifically wanted to get a woman to edit his films. Uh, and I think he's used her with all of them because I, I know she was in Pulp Fiction. Um, I don't remember if she was on uh, Once Upon a Time, but um, so I think that's like an asset that he's used. And she's talked about too how they've like had basically she's like spent more time with during like the edit process. She'll spend more time with Quentin Tarantino than she does her husband. This <laughs> is just it's intense. So. Um, but which I can only I can imagine because he gets final intense. mostly time in his deals he gets yeah. final editing. Yeah. Well, he's final both cut. writer he, and director, yeah. so he kind of like yeah. He, he I would say that too. Say. I would want I would want that too. Like this is my vision. I want I want the final cut to be what I want. But he was also I mean, there is something. So, go ahead. There is something to be said though about removing yourself for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. You got too much mm -hmm. skin in the game at that point, you know, yeah. and um. 
that's which, why, which is why I'm like, he trusts he, her. Yeah, so. and that's why I'm surprised. Like, Soderbergh will edit a lot of his stuff, mm-hmm. you know, which is interesting. But or if you even Kevin Smith also, does a lot of his own editing, and yeah, it yeah, it yeah. has gotten yeah. in his way. If you look at the movies, oh, if you yeah. look at the director's cuts, no, it has. You can be like, holy it shit. Has. Uh, so right. yeah, You're like, oh. it's um she was his editor for all of his movies until she died in 2010. Oh wow! So she didn't do once oh, upon okay. a time. So she okay. didn't. Okay. Or yeah. Django. Um, or yeah. Or right. Any of those. Jackie Brown for sure. Then. Yes. Um. But. But yeah, there's um. So I've I've always kind of had a problem with, um, some of Tarantino's dialogue. Uh, mm-hmm. And which is like I find some of some of it lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, like he has to have everyone say the N word like over and over again, like every other time, like every other person yeah. says the N word in these movies for no reason. Like there's no reason to do it. It's one thing if it's like one character says it, and that's just because that's their character and their that's their type of thing, mm-hmm. you know. I agree. But when you have like every other character saying it, it loses all effect for like okay, like no, that's. It's not the era in which, like, you know, they they say this stuff, but um, it makes them bad people, based. though. That's you know, that's the only reason I can figure right. it out. They're all just bad people because they're racist and right. But it's like, so. but you don't have to say I'll, the n word. No, I, I'm not. I'm, exactly. I'm agreeing with you guys. Movies. I'm just saying the only thing I can, the only thing no, no, I can no, come up sure. with is that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Pulp no, Fiction's even worse. Like, no, Pulp Fiction's even worse. But yeah. my thing is, I think he says it because I think they, I think he says it. I think he really wants to say it. Right. I think he really, really just wants to say it, and he's just like, "But I could figure out a way to put it in my movie." Right. Because he inserts himself into his movies all the time, oh and God, his character yeah. always says it, or his character is like, or or a character that's based on him says, however it is, he yep. he says he says this word like too many times. Yeah. He's, he says I, this movie. I, I do I do feel like his voice is too much in his writing sometimes um yep. where mm-hmm. a lot of times I think that's where the the actor really is an important factor and so because if they yeah. if, if you get a good like like um like Samuel Jackson he doesn't Solid. sound like mm-hmm. um, Tarantino's voice you know but there's other actors like like in Reservoir Dogs pretty much every single person sounds kind of the same yep in a lot of ways, like even in their cadence and their rhythm and everything, like Harvey Keitel is a little different actually. Harvey Keitel does a really great job in this of not like making it his own kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a few characters who was like, ah, oh, that just sounds like Tarantino a little bit too much. But um, and and these are just nitpicks like from like multiple rewatches now. You know, like I've been able to like see these kind of things multiple times, which is why I love doing like these kind of things where we're rewatch them and talk about them especially when we have a lot of like perspective and time to kind of like mm-hmm. grasp them and like yeah. it doesn't make it a bad movie like i still love it you know what i mean it's still like yeah still loved it and i still i love what he's doing in these things and like like the music's incredible the music like he's got incredible. great music in all his films um like pulp fiction has an incredible soundtrack the homage to the 70s one, in his well. films is always incredible yeah well. no for sure and like this one he blew his complete budget for his music on that one song right the one song that we know like is like notorious that changes like what you think of when you hear that song now every time i hear that song i think about that scene of him cutting off that ear right and i love that he like pans away from it and you don't actually see him cutting the ear off you know which is that yeah. was like, great i love that kind of stuff um he's really great at like like they do this a lot too in like um 
I mean, the opening scene is really great because it really like introduces who these characters are, and it's like, but also like has some mystery to it too, where you don't really like. There's talking a bunch of casual guys. I mean, they're talking about like Madonna's like a virgin, you know, mm-hmm. which she actually wrote him a letter, I guess. I was like, you're completely wrong about like a virgin, but I still like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, she's like, I'm, I'm going to get this right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she like, literally this out there. the lyric literally where like it's a, what the yeah. song's about, you know. It's, um, but the um, addition of Stephen Wright as the DJ, of course. I yeah, think and you never the, see him. Right. It lends a yeah, beauty because voice. he's got such a distinct yeah, 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 voice. Yeah. And, a, and yeah. not a normal DJ voice. Like, you wouldn't totally, ever... Yeah. Most people would be like, dude, this is like PBS. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> right. but it yeah, works like in this situation. In this yeah, setting. yeah, yeah, yeah. It works really well. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's, uh, like, needed because of the juxtaposition of, like, the chaos. That's right, right. Well, Stephen Wright is, this, like, yeah. the super sounds uh-huh. of the 70s. You know, really... Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good, uh, Stephen Wright. Yeah. No, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I still enjoyed it, but there's definitely, like things in it and mm-hmm. that i notice in every tarantino film now so mm-hmm. so i i agree um it it feels like he he thinks that by using racial slurs and words that nobody really wants to hear that he can put an edge it's edgy right you can put yeah an edge he's making it edgy it's like and it's like yeah that's true and like brian like said shock if value it was, for shock value right right say, if it were like one character it would make sense like, yeah that could be mm-hmm. who they are. Like make, you know, maybe not make the Michael Madsen. Don't make Mr. Blonde the super racist. Make make the Buscemi character the super racist. And they just constantly are like, you know, geez, dude, why do you have to be like, it'll add an element. The other thing that I notice about most Tarantino films is there's very little character growth in any of his films. They're the yeah. same yeah. people at the beginning yeah. as they are at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like a yep. snapshot of what's happening. And it's almost like a snapshot from a concussion victim because it's chopped up, so you can't keep track. Yeah. And yeah. I find that the yeah. the stylistic choice of cutting up the movie is really what makes it watchable. I think if you cut some of these movies in order, it wouldn't be as compelling. I think it would be just a lot of dialogue for a you know. But the 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 way he cuts up specifically Pulp Fiction, but he does it with Reservoir Dogs too, is it leaves each chunk kind of perfectly set to the next chunk. So it's escalating by chunk that he's going through, but it's not that linearly they would be great. I, I don't know. I agree. I, th- I right. think his dialogue can be really good. He can, he can have no, really totally. punchy yeah, dialogue. Yeah, yeah. No, I think so too. Yeah. But then sure. he has really lazy dialogue. But he, but he re- right. But he relies on, he relies on like a lot of stuff sometimes to, to get through. To be edgy. Sometimes it's just like, keep going. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's like yeah, and the and the way it is too. Like I feel like that's like in Pulp Fiction. I'll get to that. Though. Yeah, there's a lot of like just yeah. long stretch out dialogue stuff that doesn't really need to be there, but the way it's shot too, it's hard to like edit around. I would imagine so. Um, like there's not a lot of cutaways with the way he shoots some mm-hmm. some things. You know, there's probably not a lot of coverage. But the um, diner scene is a good example in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, they exactly. don't cut no, very much. Exactly what else. They do, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. go over the shoulder a lot and follow around. Uh-huh. I'm also yeah, that the, Tarantino yeah. loves. I've noticed in watching all three films, he loves an extra long shot for no reason. <laughs> like, like he loves like just a just a. If you start here and you walk here, no matter how long that is, he's going to focus on you that entire time. And he's going to put that in the film. And I was just like, cut the scene. Yeah. Cut the scene. <laughs> you can feel it. Yeah, you can feel it. Like, no, what's oh, happening? Is he going to cut? No. Is he? Nope. Ah, okay. Yeah. There was some and that diner specifically is like, 
interesting too because i think sometimes you can shoot yourself in a corner mm-hmm. you know and that dire scene is a perfect example like i guarantee he did not shoot standard like reaction and over the shoulder stuff he just kept going rotating around that you know and he probably did that a couple times but he didn't do any other stuff with it like he didn't do a standard kind of like what you would normally with like a dialogue scene because they're in this round table and that's already a it's probably, thing to shoot it's probably it's easier for him and like yeah money money wise too during that time oh yeah totally because this is like super low budget so right yeah. super to be honest like, this is <laughs> low budget directors i think get creative in a sense so to me part of what made that scene work and like really tight because because there's one scene where like i swear like the third of this scene is the back of somebody's head and their shoulder and you can yeah. see steve like up in the corner like this to me that fits for the scene because there's a too many guys around this tiny table in a small diner yeah and it makes you feel no, yeah, like you're does. crammed yeah. in there which i like so yeah. no, that's an sure. element yeah. i like i just i just for me like i mean i edit all the time like i'm an editor and there were certain things where it's like it's just too much black like right. we're just like hanging on this black mm-hmm. and normally like you would use that black as like okay the screw we got full frame and black okay now's the time to cut right you know but he just kept going like there's one literally where he's going i mean one thing if you like if the the rate of speed was a little faster um but it's just like no, but no he so like slow he covers steve's and there's face sometimes for like he would two cut lines and of dialogue right yeah, sometimes yeah. they would cut it, and then sometimes it was like, oh, we actually are going on the other side of the shoulder. <laughs> You're right. like, oh. But then he would cut too soon, or they would cut, I don't know. Just little things that, for me, I probably wouldn't have cut it that way. I think this might be budgetary, but I do think there were moments yeah, from all the actors, so specifically Steve, though, Steve Buscemi's character, where they could have reshot that scene with the dialogue yeah. a little punchier, because he's tripped over his line several times, and instead of and I think Clinton mm-hmm. Quinton was probably like, oh, it's realistic. I'm like, I, no, though, it, it, yeah, yeah. it's not. I've seen this movie enough times now that I pick out Steve's yeah, there's some there's stuff like two, two moments. Too. Yeah, where I'm just like, oh, yeah. there's some weird choices in both of them. It's not that he's a bad yeah, director, Steve, but I think he's overhyped. No. Yeah. Is what it boils down. Yeah, but yeah. he's a but he's a director who thinks himself an actor, which I mean, essentially, I guess you can say he is not because he's been in a lot of things over the years. But I personally don't see him as an actor because he's the same person in everything that he does. He's quippy and punchy, and he's not funny, and he's creepy in everything that he does. <laughs> he's definitely creepy. Um, I'll give you that. That's <laughs> not a that's not an actor to me. So, um, but but no, we have lots like, of one note actors. Like I would argue, Morgan Freeman's almost the same guy in every movie, but we love him so. I think it but, depends on the person more see, than it depends see, on if they play the same role. But, no, right. but that's the difference, right? I don't know Tarantino as a person, but I know him as what he puts on screen, True. and I'm not a fan of any of it. Like mm-hmm. you can say that about The Rock plays the same person, but I enjoy it for the most part. Like he he what that same person works in whatever he's doing. Right. Tarantino, not so much. Like it's like it doesn't, it's what he does is not believable to me. So like when he does show up in his own things, I'm like yeah the, like you're this literally is the me, most bro. believable you're you're, you're like him. you're like the life i want to have but like like i want to direct movies and be in them like you know I me mean? or like be in movies period but i still want to direct my own movies i but i don't even think i would even put myself in my own movies because will, i just don't see it will I, see I, I would argue that dust till dawn is the most extreme version of tarantino that we see where he's the creepy creepy yeah, creepy exactly. version of tarantino but has um, any but has anybody seen him in alias when he comes in comes in as a character because is he creepy that's in that too? creepy that's creepy tarantino and okay. it's ridiculous like i like i'm saying i've seen him be himself in so many things and i'm just like i don't 
why are yeah, people hiring like, you for yeah. this? Like, what are we? I mean, it's he's a very at this point he's a prestigious director that anybody would probably mm-hmm. kill to work with. I guess so. But, yeah. But being a prestigious director and adding value to my shot shoot because you're in it are two different things for me. But I get it. He's probably a draw. I under, I understand all that. Me personally, I'm just telling it. But I want to tap on what um Ray said. What did Ray say? Ray said um. I think I've seen a couple of his movies. I get it in Django. It was a lot, but it made sense. She's talking about them saying like the N-word all the time. Right. And I do want to say this. Tarantino has a tendency to when he makes these films, he makes them in eras that they say the N-word a lot. So he can say the N-word a lot and be justified for saying it. So like, it's just one of those things where it's like, because all of his movies, it's not realistic. You might have some stuff that's like tapping on real stuff, but but he molds them in the way that he wants to mold them. He does not have to use that word all the time. And I'm not no. saying that to say that that's what Ray was saying at all, Ray. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying. I'm just it, it made me think of something, so that's why I wanted to say it. Yeah, he but finds just, a way to use racial slurs in every film. In everything, no matter in what. everything, no matter what. And it's always a boys' club for the most part. So he talks about he talks out on women. Well, we can talk about like, that with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That movie is a boys' can, club. It's, like it's it's yeah. I feel like all these movies are boys' clubs. Even even Pulp Fiction. Yeah, know, Uma you, is just kind of set to the get side. Uma in it, but now, she's, but she's a sexual piece. Is is though. not necessarily a boys' club, but there's definitely fetishism, and we could get into that with mm-hmm. oh, some of that. Sure. Um, yeah. Now, I did notice. Um, that there were no feet shots in Reservoir Dogs, uh, so I was glad to see that. Uh, but there are definitely... But there's, like, no women, really. Right, but right, right. there's no women. Um, and right. like, and those, like, the feet thing Wait. is only with women. Right. Like, nope, I take but that you head. see that with Uma in Pulp Fiction, and then you see it with both yeah. Margot Robbie and... Uh, the girl in the car uh, with yeah. with with Brad Pitt and both of their like, feet dirty. Focus. Dirty it's always dirty feet. feet. That was yeah. a choice. Yeah. Too. That was it's a choice. Like you watch them dirty. Right. Yeah. He and he even like had her mash her feet, her foot against the window her in the, in the shot. Against like, the window, and I was just like, when we came back to like when we came back to Margot in the thing, her he was he zoomed right. He was on her feet and then zoomed to her. Now I got to give him credit. He had her snore. Which is not something you would normally have a beautiful blonde woman do in a film. So he did add an element of, ah, ha, ha, she's human um, to it. I did, yeah. I like that. But yeah, the feet but thing is undeniable. He started at her feet. Undeniable. He started at her feet. I kind of, I like felt my eyes roll in my head too when that shot came. No, I was like, oh God. Right. No, <laughs> like, it's almost like you're watching Seriously. the next Tarantino movie going, where are the feet? Where's the poop? Where's the poop? Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into Margot Robbie in that movie, but. Right. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> there are definitely moments in this film. Oh, I, I want to mention the name. There's no reason this is called Reservoir Dogs. They don't live there's near no, a reservoir. Like, they don't. Re- no, there's no interesting rhyme or reason why it just was a cool name he liked. Yeah, yeah. All right. So um, there was yeah. one of my favorite moments in this movie because we we sh- I like doing both. I want to just trash on it. We are doing quite a bit of Tarantino trashing. <laughs> Um, but one of my favorite moments is when Mr. Pink comes back and we've already dealt with orange, you know, kind of passing out for a little while and yeah. white is telling him, calm down, you know, get your shit together. And he starts kicking shit all over the place. He's like, all right, I'm calm. And I just, I love <laughs> that moment because it's all off screen. You only see Harvey Keitel during those moments, but Steve Buscemi's yeah. like acting in that moment is the other way of what I expect from him in this movie. And it's, it's great. Yeah. There are great moments like that. Um, no, of course. I, I think Harvey Keitel could have, I, I feel like it's an amateur director directing a great actor. So it really showed mm. with cartel where everybody else was dialed in on this kind of overacting almost. Cause Ross character 
had to do some overacting, especially with the dying parts. Yeah, because he's like in this crazy amount of pain. Right. And yeah. Um, but I did like every time Roth like was shocked, he would, you know, kind of do this thing. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Like, yeah. yeah, he was like, wasn't sure. Like, he's still trying to right. fire the gun and like, yeah, because he's just so, that's, like, delirious. That's so classic Tim Roth, though. Like, anything I've seen him in, he kind of does like, that's his signature where he's like where he's like it's, it's a signature of like i don't it's i don't know if it's like to show like a thing it's like to show something to show like his his unawareness of however it is it's effective every time he does it like i'm not knocking him for doing it but the, i when the moment he like when he shot him and then he was like he kept he kept like yeah. going like that i was like oh that's so tim roth he's been doing it since this time i was like that's so right <laughs> I was like, the other the other thing i really liked was the anecdote like story and how they shot that and how they show us in real yeah. time. You start to believe his story because you're watching it. You're like, yeah. oh, this is really happening. Oh, oh, wait, no, yeah. this is a story. <laughs> yeah, I love this that. Yeah, that was really um, yeah, And then, of course, he great. talks within the scene, which I do enjoy that. I like it when you see yeah, people yeah. talking about what's happening when it's not really. Yeah. Um, it's like they're narrating it, too, at right. the same time, but they're in it. Right. Like, yeah. And then the guy, the buddy, the cop that is the guy putting him into um, undercover work, uh-huh. I yeah, swear, yeah. had Quentin Tarantino known Sam Jackson at the time, that would have been Sam that Jackson one hundred percent. Oh yeah, totally. We could hear so, it in his yeah, cadence. Yeah. I agree too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I agree too. When I when I blinked, well, mind you, I was in a haze for a little bit, but um, I blinked and I was like, "That's Sam Jackson in this too." And I was like, "No, that's no." But it, he had that cadence, like, almost like no, but he, he's been no, writing he that cadence for Sam the whole time. Like, yeah, he could have been. He would have easily been Samuel Jackson. I could see that being yeah the case. I like him. All right, why don't we rate this movie, uh, and we'll move on to Pulp... Oh, actually, we'll move on to the, the pre-review, and then we'll move on to Pulp Fiction. Uh, we do have a pre-review from Biggie this week. Um, thank you, as always, sir. He did that uh, early. He said, let me get this out the way. Right? He was like, I have it on Tuesday. I'm like, hey, that's great. Um, but if movies change, you know, they do that. Yeah, Lala, sure. rate Reservoir Dogs for us. Give it a seven. Okay, so rewatchable, but not yet rewatchable but not not yet like so i'll give it a seven it doesn't it doesn't belong lower than that because it's just because like i will say this i went into this a little hyped up because i was like everybody loves this film like reservoir dogs it's it's a classic and tarantino and i went in and i was like i don't get what y'all talking about it's a good film but i ain't that deep but again during that time i'm pretty sure it was like oh my god like this this is so different and new and how he's shooting and how he's reversing and stuff like that but i've lived through a bunch of that so part right. of me was just like so part of me was just like oh these actors are amazing and to me that would kind of like got me through the story had like, you seen any other tarantino before this <laughs> before these yeah i've seen like okay so you've seen these yeah, are the seen, last like, three she hasn't seen these are the last oh, ones seen. okay so you have I've seen, seen every, okay gotcha seen tarantino thing I've that is interesting TV. you've seen like yeah yeah cool. So I saw me coming into this. I know his style. I know I'm actually a fan of Tarantino. I would love to work with him, but he only doing ten films. I like, guess that's not gonna be a thing. Because I always said my dream was to always like dance in a Tarantino film because he always had somebody dancing in his films. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. so, so sure. I was like, I would love to just be like a character in the background that just doesn't stop dancing, like every scene. You Let's see. just hope he's scouring through YouTube right now. And he heard I you hope say so, that. man. And he just. I pray to the movie gods that they do because man, oh man. But yeah, I give this a seven because I enjoy the characters. Again, like Snitty said, there's no character development, but I did enjoy the characters. So yeah. Brian. The acting specifically. Uh it's an eight for me. Yeah. All right. What was it? What was it when you first saw it? How about that? <laughs> oh, it was probably like Yeah, it's probably like a nine. 
Yeah, it was up there. I mean, and this was like the, well, no, I took the back. Pulp Fiction was the first Tarantino film I saw. Me too. And then I saw Reservoir Dogs. Um, but yeah, so like coming off of Pulp Fiction and then this, yeah, was like, yeah, it's definitely a nine. Um, and I mean, I own it, you know, so like they definitely has that, that pull. And I think it's an important film in his, you know, his catalog. Yeah, yeah, because it's an early one. You get to see like, like where all this stuff comes from. Like, yeah, exactly. So, no, for sure. I would agree. Uh, I will give it this time around. I'm going to go with Law on a seven. I think it's, it hasn't aged as well as maybe I would hope um, for something that had kind of helped change cinema to some degree in the 90s. Um, And I think it's because of, kind of the way we view the world now is very different than we did in the 1990s and it's yeah it's unavoidable that it's just like a reality it. um yeah. and it's and if you're not viewing the world differently than you did in the early 90s maybe take a step back and reflect uh yeah. just saying uh, just a just a little bit or a just, lot of it just, just a lot of it um, yeah i know it's hard but i it's doable i promise um <laughs> no thanks yeah um but yeah so yeah it's a seven uh, i would probably watch it i'll cool. probably watch it again but probably not for another decade um, just no, because sure. this was It'll the first time before. in a decade that I've watched it. Yeah. Um, Pulp oh, Fiction, wow. I've seen a lot of times, and mm-hmm. I'll probably watch it again sooner than that, just because I like it more than this one, but we'll get into that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That sure. said, we're going to go right into the pre-review, and we'll be right back. Study Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Welcome to Biggie's Pre-Review. The Pre-Review is where I tell you about upcoming movies coming to movie theaters and beyond. This is for the week June 12th through 18th, 2023. Let's get the ball rolling with Jagged Mind. In this horror thriller, Billy is plagued by blackouts and strange visions that lead her to discover she's stuck in a series of time loops, possibly related to her mysterious new girlfriend. This movie stars Maisie Richardson Sellers and Shannon Woodward, to name a few. This movie looks like it's going to be thrilling, and I can't wait to watch this one. Jagged Mind premieres on Hulu starting June 15th. Next on my list is the animated adventure, Elemental. Elemental follows Ember and Wade in a city where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. This movie stars Leah Lewis, Mamadou Athey, Wendy McClendon Covey, and Catherine O'Hara, to name a few. I'm always down for a great animated adventure, and this looks like it's gonna be pretty epic. The movie Elemental premieres in movie theaters starting June 16th. Next up is a movie I've been looking forward to for a long time, The Flash. Barry Allen uses his super speed to change the past, but his attempt to save his family creates a world without superheroes, forcing him to race for his life in order to save the future. This movie stars Ezra Miller, Michael Keaton, Sasha Kelly, Ben Affleck, Michael Shannon, and Kiersey Clemens, to name a few. The Flash has been a fan favorite of mine for many, many years in the comics, and to see it finally hitting the big screen in his own movie is fantastic, and I cannot wait. The Flash 
begins in theaters starting June 16th. All right, next on my list is some horror comedy with The Blackening. Seven friends go away for the weekend, only to find themselves trapped in a cabin with a killer who has a vendetta. They must pit their street smarts and knowledge of horror movies against the murderer to stay alive. This movie stars Grace Byers, Dwayne Perkins, and Jay Farrow, to name a few. I always like comedy with my horror. I think that's one of those niches that just really, really succeeds in doing what it needs to do. Let's go. The Blackening begins in movie theaters starting June 16th. Did somebody say Wes Anderson? Maybe. Possibly. Yes. Let's check in on the new Wes Anderson movie, Asteroid City. World-changing events spectacularly disrupt the itinerary of a junior stargazer slash space cadet convention in an American desert town, circa 1955. Now, as I said, this movie is directed by Wes Anderson. It stars quite a slew of people. You've got Tom Hanks, Maya Hawk. Margot Robbie, Scarlett Johansson, Ed Norton, Adrian Brody, and that's just to name a few. Now I know a lot of people out there don't really care for Wes Anderson. I'm not one of those people. I enjoy his movies, so I'm really looking forward to this one, especially with the star-studded cast. Let's go. The movie Asteroid City premieres in limited release in theaters starting June 16th. Next up on my list is another one I've been looking forward to with Chris Hemsworth called Extraction 2. After being presumed dead, mercenary Tyler Rake returns for another high-stakes mission. This movie stars Chris Hemsworth, and if you know, you know uh, he was presumed dead, but he returns. And this movie, I gotta say, looks action-packed. The first one was definitely kick-ass, and I think this one's gonna be even better. The action thriller Extraction 2 premieres on Netflix starting June 16th. All right, next on my list is Pretty Red Dress. Pretty Red Dress follows a South London family and how one red dress is the center of their lives. This movie stars Natty Jones and Alexandra Burke, to name a few. This drama looks like it's gonna be heavy hitting and very interesting. It's uh, it's definitely something that I am compelled to watch and I can't wait. The movie Pretty Red Dress has a limited release in movie theaters starting June 16th. All right, last on my list, but certainly not least, is Maggie Moore's. In a dusty desert town where nothing ever happens, a police chief must suddenly deal with the back-to-back -back murders of two women with the same name. Now this movie stars John Hamm and Tina Fey to name a few, but this movie looks great. It's going to be one of those mystery movies that keeps you on the edge. I can feel it just from watching the trailer. I'm always down for a great mystery and seeing these two great actors, John Hamm and Tina Fey in it is gonna be something wild. The movie Maggie Moores has a limited release in movie theaters starting June 16th. All right, that looks like it's all for the pre-review this week. And I hope to see you out there. And we are back from the pre-review. Thank you as always, Biggie. That was a great pre-review. Thanks, Biggie. I love Thanks, your Biggie. little bit at the end with all the things disappearing. It's good stuff. Uh, look forward to next week's.
that said, there were a lot of we were discussing all those movies because there's a lot coming out. Um, and uh, I know Brian was talking about excited for Extraction Two. Apparently, I'm missing the the fire train with that one. I need to yeah. get the first one under my belt. Uh, Hop on Netflix, man. Well, I, I like I like follow um, his uh, stunt double mm. who's been mm-hmm. with him for years on TikTok. He's also a center trainer, and I do center fitness app and everything. So, and the and the director is Sam Hargrove, who is a stunt coordinator for a lot of MCU films. Oh, okay. So there's all this connection there and everything, and, so, and he actually will can't he will actually operate camera on some of the stunt stuff too. That's awesome. So extraction yeah. is to MCU as John Wick is to the Matrix. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. yeah there's a lot like, of connections. In like when stuntmen. I like when stuntmen and stuntwomen become like directors because their movies are always amazing. Like they're right. always yeah, like, like they're always able to like, yeah, they can do these crazy stunts that they've probably yeah. always wanted to do, but like had, were yeah. like restricted in whatever movies they were just yeah. being stunt coordinator. And they're like, man, I've always wanted to do this balls of the wall stunt. So they they like basically dropped the beginning of the budget on insurance and then start yeah. making the movies. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like they always have a great perspective. They have a great eye, and totally. they're like, yeah, they're yeah. Like, yeah. No, no, no. We could do this, but then we could the camera. Like, we could put the camera here, so when they yeah. turn, it'll and, and it'll be a shot that you will never think was possible. But because they are stunt people, yeah. they're like, yeah, they anything's possible. We, yeah, it's, yeah. we could do this, and it's so good every time. So I think that yeah, that's pretty. There's like a crazy oneer in Extraction too, like that. <laughs> Hemsworth stuff was like just about kill them. Like he actually literally gets set on fire. Like it's not digital fire. He gets mm-hmm. set on fire during this oneer. And he's like punching people with his arm on fire. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah, okay. it looks, yeah, it, I can't wait. It's going to be so, yeah. yeah. But what I need though is an old guard too. That's what I'm waiting on. Oh, like, yeah. I thought so, they were doing one. I hope so. I thought there's so. like, there's I need more it. about, because you can't set up a character like that young black girl. I can't remember her name, but you can oh, set yeah. up a character like her and not follow through. She's amazing. Yeah. And just drop it. Like, That'd be sweet. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Snake. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, why don't we have Brian start with Pulp Fiction? Uh, and we'll Pulp Fiction. We'll, uh, t- how many times have you seen it? Oh man, I've seen it so many times. Um, Dozens. This one, I've probably seen it more than Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. So um, this one I do like probably the most out of you know all of Tarantino's library. Um, yeah. This this one's. Yeah, and on this this rewatch, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I had that I took issue with, but still was able to like, like Samuel Jackson is so good in this damn movie. I mean, I love him in this movie. Um, he actually still knows that that Ezekiel line, like he recited it in an interview recently, actually, and it's still like embedded in his brain, like because <laughs> I'm sure he had to recite it. So it's long, right? You know, but he had to recite it in two and, um, completely different scenes. Yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, in two different ways right. too. Like to he's like so intense the first time he says it. Right. Yeah, and he's like, "Calm down." Like, yeah, and he's probably the one. Like, he actually has character. Like we've mentioned character development in Reservoir Dogs, but he actually has some a character arc in this in Pulp Fiction, which is funny too because it, like it's so nonlinear. You know the way it is. It's like all these mini stories that are like connected to each other in a way. You know, um, I do take issue quite a bit with the dialogue in this one because this is like what i was talking about where it's like every other character is saying mm-hmm. you know i i give like christopher walken's character kind of a pass because he because one it's like the time he came from 
Well, and that time was way earlier too. What, We're talking exactly, about exactly, and he's come from earlier. yeah, and, and like a lot of like you know folks that were in Vietnam mm-hmm. spoke, you know, like he speaks, yeah, yeah, in that way about you yeah. know other races and exactly. And like so that, yeah. there was that's like a little bit of it, but still, it's just like I, it was I so heavy. It what, was still heavy though. It was like yeah, God, exactly. It's like child. It was like bam, bam, like three of them, like boom, 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 like, you know, after mm-hmm. one after another. It's like okay, you said it the one time, that's fine, but every other character <laughs> says something, and like La mentioned literally tarantino says it like so many times. times just in one scene. like and yes, not sir. just not just the word but also in kind of the most vile yeah. way yeah yeah, yeah. like he was, he was put some like to me that's just lazy right. like to that scene you know what it mean? is it's terrible it but it's just like it's lazy you can use another word man like come on so so it just gets lost too where it's just like okay whatever and like yeah. these days, it pulls me out of it now. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. not, you could have, there's so many other words in our, in our language that you could have used, you know, but. Um, he could have said motherfucker and it would have come off. Totally. Perfect. <laughs> My thing is this, yeah. even, even, if, he wanted to, even guy, if he right. wanted, yeah. even if he wanted to use that word, right? Even if he wanted to use that word. Right. It's because you're justifying it. Not you. I'm not saying you. I'm saying him as you. No, totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As a You know, like you're yeah. using that word to to make a point of, about the times that, that that you're in, which is what he uses for all his movies. This is the point because we're back in ye olden times and this is how they talked. And now we're, <laughs> like, but we're, but we're in the, right. But we're in the 90s and this is still how white people talked. They didn't matter. That kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Right. But you could have said it like twice. Exactly. And then just cuss the dude out and just like this, this yeah. worker, this, this, this. you can get a whole bunch of stuff. The other thing too. So his his wife is Bonnie. Bonnie, isn't is Bonnie black? black. Yes. Bonnie is black. Like, what the fuck? Like I was like, and this guy no, lives in the like, valley. I just don't feel never... like this character would say it. No, exactly. Like there's, it's just yeah. So it was just like when she when they did the little the little montage of her like let me tell you yeah. how it was going to happen back, when she like, comes home. I was uh-huh. like, yeah. I exactly. leaked in like, like she would not let you get away with this. I'm sorry. <laughs> and part of me is like, is that why you saying it that much? Because she's not home. <laughs> you're trying to get this yeah, done. Yeah. So when she does leave, when she not when she not here, you can be like, yeah, hey, exactly. He's like, like, Damn, you know, like, he's like he's afraid. He's afraid of her. It's like oh, yeah. he's afraid of her. He's yeah, yeah. These things. The, that's why it's called the Bonnie people. situation. Yeah, like the, he is yeah. definitely afraid of her. I'm like, man, but yeah. So yeah, I had like you know my issues with that stuff, but. But a lot of this movie is is really great. I mean, uh, like, yeah, just a lot of great stuff in it. Like the whole, the whole story, like the storyline with Bruce Willis's character mm-hmm. and how that kind of like starts out, you know. And you're like, oh man, and you really see that like get fleshed out. And just the Oof. little story with the watch is really great and how important that is. And it just like it does foreshadow a lot of things because like you're like, oh shit, he's lost. Like the watch is missing. He's got to go back. And you kind of like put it together in your head too, even if you've never seen it, where you're like, something's going to go down when he's going to get his watch, you know? So it's like, and then like, yeah, he's able to like, him him and Wallace get in that insane situation. Yeah. Yeah. We're just, and like, I love that. Like, okay, we just like, what went now? Some mess. <laughs> right. like, like, oh, that what now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Just like, and perform the performances, I think you can kind of see. Tarantino like learned a lot from Reservoir Dogs 
from and then when you go into this one because like even the act the performances are a little better like he was able to like draw performances out and um i mean he does have an like, incredible cast yeah he got yeah, seasoned actors well, this but, time around i mean yeah he got I although mean, travolta was kind of coming old, out of retirement yeah exactly this is like travolta's like you know resurgence and everything and he did a really great um even though that was supposed to be michael madsen but he turned it down <laughs> yeah he turned it down to do wider and then he was well, like and then the funny thing is Vincent was like damn i probably should have did that <laughs> well the, the funny thing is though so this is vincent vega right and then there's and Vic he, vega. michael madsen plays so Vic play vega. Vega, yeah. yeah brothers so it's like that would have been a weird like unless they're like twins maybe that was like his thing they're oh they're they're twins. no because mm, actually i think that's probably why he wanted michael madsen so it could be like a through line of like siblings like maybe they are twins yeah. but there were but i think in or he could have just been vic and, and this could have been pre and although he does die in this so that doesn't maybe. make sense either but I, right. but I think like in um but but they said like in 04 tarantino wanted to do like a a movie with travolta and madsen as the vega like the oh, vega brothers yeah, or something yeah, like I did that. Hear about that but in but it never went anywhere. It's yeah. just, it was just talking. Yeah, and they were, and they were both, both supposed to be kind of like polar opposites. Mm-hmm. You know, like Madsen's just like unhinged. Right, a mad you know, It is interesting too that like they also wear just straight black suits so and black ties. This, just like the Reservoir Dogs. This is but the if you think Tarantino... about it, they, they, are polar, they are polar opposites because yeah. like yeah, yeah, Michael yeah. Madsen is like a nut and he's like shipping yeah, off the exactly. ears and slicing people yeah. in the face. And, and, and Travolta is like more reserved. Like, Talking about foot, reserved, foot but he'll still kill you. and dancing. He'll still kill you, but he's like chilling oh, yeah. out. You know, he's yeah, like yeah. chilling out or whatever. But um, uh-huh. but that's another thing too. I'll get into that when I talk about that. I don't write that yeah, down so I can get it. So I like this because this is something I noticed about Tarantino and I brought this up to Law before the show, but I wanted to mention this. This is, Tarantino has like seven signatures and some of them are shots and some of them are dialogue. We know the N word yeah. is like almost oh, yeah, a yeah, signature for, sure. for him, which is terrible. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but the black suits with the black tie, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. He loves that motif. He loves black and white. And then he, loves black and white. he also loves the trunk shot. Uh, that's in both mm-hmm. reservoir dogs mm-hmm. and in Pulp Fiction. And he does it again. It's not, it's not, it's just yeah. not these two films. But then I started thinking about how his films are kind of broken into almost like two three segments so you've got his gangster flicks which are kind of his early films you've got uh reservoir Mm -hmm. dogs pulp fiction and jackie brown which are kind of like three modern tellings of gangsters but then after that you get into his lore type stuff right so that's kill bill um that's gonna Mm be um hold on i want to get his real list here um but i'll get to the lore ones in a minute and then he's got his what if stories right because yeah, Django, uh, yeah. Inglorious Bastards, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are all what if. Yeah, they're all what ifs. Which are great. Yeah. But he's, you know, also the numbering thing where he started numbering his is, movies that kill Bill is, and hasn't numbered, didn't number the, I don't know. The dude seems like question a is, Anyway. But my question is, those are like what ifs, but he's, but what if they never said the N word? Because he's still the I know, right? It's just <laughs> terrible. Um, but I do have to agree with Brian. This this is my favorite Tarantino film still to date. It, there's nothing I think that touches this yeah. one as far as creativity, organization. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. Even choices, because even the way that um, that uh, Jules says the Ezekiel lines, the very yeah. end word is different in that telling. And then mm-hmm. when Amanda Plummer is doing the intro to the film, and they're like, "I'll kill every last one of you," you know, motherfuckers. Yeah. She says motherfuckers yeah. in one, but then you you yeah. fuckers in the other, and it's like exactly what? yeah. It's like weird. was that a choice or was that just like bad editing? Was that an actual mistake? Like right. yeah yeah. Because I was like oh okay that's that's off. 
But it's two times in the movie that it happens, so I don't think it's bad at any. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, maybe that is. The, I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I noticed that too this time around. Law, what do you think of Pulp Fiction? We haven't given you the full give. Give us your take. Okay, so like I say, I never seen none of these films before, but I did like seeing the origin of these, like the memes, like I told you guys beforehand. So I think that's very cool. See all these. All right. So Travolta. Uh, in <laughs> Yeah, like that's great. Yeah. Even like, even like Uma with the because she has like a thing where she's like uh-huh. this or something. So like that was nice. Um, I I I enjoyed no the square because oh, I good. like part of me is like, didn't that come back and kill Bill? Didn't somebody do this? Oh, she it did that. She yeah. she Uma Thurman did that and kill Bill when she went to go visit uh, Vernita Green. And they were in the kitchen. Yeah. And she was like, only way we could be square. Because mm-hmm. I remember she I remember watching um Pulp Fiction and was like, somebody did that in another Tar- yeah. Tarantino film. And I'm like, it's freaking all Thurman. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so I think that's a nice little callback. Um yeah. But I I enjoyed this film. I thought it was um I thought it was fun. I um I Again, I can see like like the stylization of it. I can see that like this is like people are like, oh my god, look, look how he did this film. It's like because it's like also like all of these films actually are like throwbacks to older films. Mm-hmm. So like 100%. in the way that the title, like the way that the title card, the way that he writes like the people's yeah. names and the credits, like all of that is mm-hmm. very like old timey. Gives like that old timey feel. So I kind of like that for this one. Um, I like the title cards. I liked. Um, 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 you kind of knew what you were getting into, I guess. Like you kind of like, or did you didn't, or like you were like, mm, what's this one gonna be about? So like, it was interesting. Plus, this does not take place in order, just like <laughs> all yes. his other films, like don't take place in order. But you see the order. Um, but but you see the order. I thought this film was fun. I again walked in being like, okay, this is this is one of like Tarantino's like it films that people loved and yeah, i walked in well, and i walked in like i get it yeah. it might not be that for me but i can see why it is for people like i you saw can see why it when it, when it can like you can see yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I can see why i can see why um i personally don't see why uma thurman got an, an oscar nomination um from this or whatever nominee i think it was Oscar watch the other movies in 94 like and then maybe you'll see why. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i you know what you make an excellent point sir and i will probably have to do that but i was like watching this and i was like she got nominated for i think she did good for sure you know but i'm not saying she did bad but i don't see it as an oscar film but also i believe stipulations for oscars were a little bit lower they, they get higher and higher as the years keep going by like you see that like the the atmosphere changes with what they what they are accepting as like an amazing performance even though jamie lee curtis but anyway um that's a whole different story but um um because she should have won um no offense but no offense no like she should know stephanie stephanie should have won so but that's just anyway anyway um i'll down a hill but i thought Pulp, i thought Pulp fiction was nice i enjoyed um it kind of shows me like why Uma Thurman is like a like a icon in a sense. Like this is kind of like her, like like movie. Me personally, I did not like the acting from John Travolta in this film. Really? Um, mm. I th- I think I would have preferred Michael Madsen, um, because I felt like I felt like what Travolta was doing was like either a poor man's in, like in impersonation of Michael Madsen, or he was trying to be too much like 
Samuel Jackson's character in a way, or just like Samuel Jackson's like swag in a way, because it was just like how they were walking, like this little walk that he does. I was like, that's ugly, but it seems like he was. I don't know. I just feel like he was nervous and he was trying to. I don't know. I just didn't quite believe him at times, and at other times, like that Travolta charm came out, and I believed him. And I was like, oh, he's doing so good. And there were other times where I was like, they could have filmed this again. They could have gave him one more go. Just, just one more go. Maybe it would have been like a different take or a different thing. Um, loved Samuel Jackson. I thought he was amazing. Um, especially the scene between him and Tim Roth. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe that's the end, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my, yeah. My, my timeline Bitch, of my brain cool. is But I will say this, though. This, I'll talk about with feet in this one because like it was feet all over the place. But like... Um, um oh Ray, the reason why Madsen passed is because he decided to do uh Wyatt Earp with uh Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. Um a smashing doing, success. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> right. Instead of doing instead of doing this, um instead of doing this. He said he said he regretted the decision. And um likewise, Lawrence Fishburne was supposed to be Jules, and <laughs> he turned it down because Michael Madsen was, and Lawrence Fishburne in Pulp Fiction. I'm just saying though. So he was supposed to be Tar- I mean, uh Fishburne's supposed to be uh Jules. And Tarantino said he refused it because um his team didn't see it as a starring role. But then Fishburne later came out and was like, no, nah, I didn't do it because it seemed like they were glamorizing heroin and he didn't want to be in a film that did that. Mm. Um they are. There's no denying that there's glamorizing violence yeah. and, and no for sure. And but I will say this though, this film caught me off the guard. Like I was caught off guard. I didn't know because I was like, they kept hyping up his wife. They kept hyping up um, Marcellus. Um, they kept like hyping mm-hmm. those two up. So I was interested to see what was going to happen. The fact that she like OD for a second. Ha! When I tell you, I laughed so hard and I was like, what's happening? Like it took a, I will say this about Tarantino. He has a way of taking turns that you, you, you didn't buckle up for her. I was like, I didn't buckle up for this turn. Mm-hmm. And when she OD'd and he was like, I was like, you, I was like, everybody else then massaged her foot, maybe kissed her or something. You killed her. Mm-hmm. I was like, you, I was like, you killed her. So like, I, I enjoyed like that kind of like, I was like, where does this go? I would argue here? that you really didn't. She was like no, rifling she, around. She, him. she, she stole like stuff from him. Right. Drugs. Yeah. No, 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 no. But. She, she, she definitely did. <laughs> But if well, Marcellus would see it like that. Like exactly. that's how I'm like that's how I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it like she was wrong, which is why they came to a mutual agreement. We keep this to ourselves. Because like, because I was just like when she OD'd, I was like, yo, I was like, where does the film go from here? Like I was really like stuck for a second. So like yeah. no, it was so and, like, and like and when stab? I had that moment, I lost my mind a little bit. I was like, the stab is actually beautifully done in reverse. So he started yeah. with her with the needle, a pokey needle, yeah, the ones yeah. that like go up in the, the mm-hmm. syringe, and then yeah. does this. Yeah, and it was very well yeah. done. Yeah, so very well done. Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoyed that sequence. The sequence with uh, Bruce Willis. I'm sorry, Bruce Willis. Whenever Bruce Willis is on something, something I always sit up. I don't know why. I always pay attention. <laughs> I love me some Bruce Willis. It could be like the C-list is the, the most C-listing movie you can ever think of. But I'm like, Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis in there? Yeah. I mean, I'll just watch the first 15 and I watch the whole movie like, oh my God, Bruce Willis is amazing. <laughs> so like, I love me some Bruce Willis. So like, I kind of like just sat up and just kind of like watched him like do his thing. But I will say that one. Yeah. 
Okay. The, you don't the, see where that one's going. <laughs> so like, yeah, so you're like, like goddamn. So it was a left turn when she OD and my face was up against the glass, and then like yeah. it was a right turn with Marcellus and my face was against the glass. Like yeah. I was all over the place because I was like, it didn't they like showed it essentially too? Yeah, yeah no, he's getting, like, he's getting, oh yeah, you know. No, like I'm just like I felt, and here's the thing, and here's the thing that I like about this. This is a moment where I was like, okay, Quentin. You just said the N-word a thousand times up and through this right. movie. You yourself have said it a billion times for no reason. I do like the fact that he didn't make fun of this like big grown black man being raped mm-hmm. and make it into like a jokey joke like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that moment, like when it happened, and then like the dude shot him. I'm pretty sure people in the theaters were like, <laughs> like you know, just like he's raping this guy. Yeah. Um, you just watch I a like rapist kinda... get his dick blown off with a shotgun. So yeah, no, it's, for it's sure. satisfying. Super cathartic, right? But I like the fact that they kind of like brought it down a little bit. And he was like, "Are you okay?" He was like, "No, nah, man, I'm not okay." Like, yeah. He, it was so he's honest. So good in that movie too. Was, yeah. He was so honest, and it was just like because he's as much of a gangster as I am. I didn't kill people. I didn't like whatever. I'm pretty sure he didn't rape nobody. I'm pretty sure he, you know, and I'm not justifying anything that he's done as like the villain that he is essentially. But nobody right. deserves that. And the fact that like Bruce could have walked, Bruce could have walked. His character um, Butch could have walked and. Let him that just scene where he looks for a weapon that, is one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, it's so good because nope. he can just take his like time. Escalating, like... They don't. They, <laughs> but it's they almost don't like no, he's gone. I love it so much. It's, it's almost so like good. though Tarantino has a like a game plan because when he pulls that sword off, it's oh, almost like we're oh, looking yeah. at Kill Bill becoming a thing in that yeah. moment. Yeah, um, which is kind of so because cool. he loves like he loves like yeah. old samurai flicks and right. everything like that and seventies yeah, so films and. Yeah, exactly. and like the way that he looked at it, the angle, it was like it was like it felt like one of those moments where it's like his his brain was like, uh-huh. And well, and it, it is. Bruce Willis's but, acting like was all right here during that whole scene. Like he was just no, yeah, was. where he was looking, how he was, was looking was the most I don't know. It's it it, it showed that Bruce, this was the movie. This and Sixth <laughs> Sense showed me that Bruce off. was such a good actor. Yeah, he took the chainsaw. I would, right. I really felt like that was just like a I don't know a nod to like Evil Dead or something. It was just like I mean, I, it's a good weapon if you're gonna just go because fuck but it's also loud and it lets people know where you are. So like it's not conducive yeah. in this moment. So like the fact that he picked it up and was like, nah, the hammer would have been good too, honestly, because nah. the hammer yeah, would have been right in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. That dude's good. honestly, but. Like, but I need yeah. some, but he, but I need some length though. Like I need, yeah, yeah. he has length. He kept his, he the back or the the back or the katana has length, and right. I like love both of that. That he has like yeah. length, and and again, like you guys brought up too. You got you guys brought up the fact that he was like, so what now? And he told you yeah. what he was going to the guy. He was like, yeah, like how about with us? I don't care what you do with him. Like, yeah. are we? I'm gonna get medieval I, on your asses. One of the greatest yeah, like, lines in cinema. It's it's. Mm-hmm. I give it to no, Tarantino. Like I said, sometimes his dialogue is. Spot oh, yeah. on. Yeah. The, the, everything like, Vin Ring Rame says in that moment is, that's the thing. is good. I, even though I he drops like, the, the N word, it. Yeah. I feel like it Bright fits, is like, right? that has more to do with Ving Rames than it do with Exactly. Right. Like, exactly. Any other actor, it's not, yeah, no, like it sure. would sound too, yeah, the way Ving Rames It would be corny like out of somebody right. else's mouth. But, yeah. but Ving Rames, you're Samuel like, Jackson, like, yeah, right. you're like, I believe everything this man says yeah. that he's yeah. going to do to me. So, yeah. but no, this was, I, I, I will say this out of all three of these movies, I will say I did enjoy Pulp Fiction the most. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So yeah. I want to talk about two two more little things that we do have another movie to rate so or do so we're gonna to have to get through this. We could probably talk about this movie for quite a while. 
yeah. we could break it down uh, because even like some of the blocking in this movie is pretty creative and even like he he definitely mm-hmm. learned like you said he learned his lesson he learned how to become yeah, a yeah. better director uh, I think once yeah. he hit this level in the acclaim yeah. though it stunted him because after this he yeah. he's mm. kind of glided at this level and I think yeah. he should be pushing like himself this. and he's not yeah. Um, but there's two things that I think are great because this has been kind of lore about this movie since the 90s because there's a MacGuffin in the film, uh, you know, right. specifically the briefcase. The briefcase. Uh, right. And then there's the why does Marcellus Wallace have this right. this yeah, the, actual band aid on the back of his neck? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, 666 on the MacGuffin. Uh, a lot yeah. of people think that he is the Antichrist and that's the mark of the beast being covered up and that mm-hmm. what you see in the briefcase is the cup of Christ. Uh, that's why it glows gold. Mm. That's, yeah. of course, if Satan gets a hold of the cup of Christ or the, or the, you know, Antichrist does. Like Tim Roth is, even says, is, is that what I think it is? Right. Like, yeah. Which makes you go, okay, yeah. this is obviously something so famous. Anybody something that saw it would know what it was, right? Yeah. So, right. It, it, you know, I love MacGuffins for that reason. They're, they, they can be treated as lazy sometimes, but I like this one because there's enough yeah. subtlety that you can't tell what it is. Um, and he didn't do a MacGuffin in Res Dog, so it, it makes me happy that he doesn't always use it, but he right. he still uses yeah. it sometimes. So mm-hmm. um, No, for sure. I just like that little, you know, headcanon, because it literally, there's no, yeah. he's never going to confirm it. He even said he will never confirm what is in that briefcase. So. And honestly, yeah. he doesn't, I really feel like he doesn't need to. I feel like that adds to the to the cultness of of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Like, so he doesn't That's not what Pulp Fiction's that. about. Right, it's not, I mean, I mean, it's about getting this briefcase but it's way more it's way more in yeah. into that than when you go into the different also i feel like this was a i feel like he makes his films like they're like plays mm-hmm. in a way yeah i can totally see that like, and then it's like so when i'm watching his films i'm like this is very play like um well, opening the reservoir dogs was a, very much like like yeah. a play yeah. It's like play, like I feel like Samuel Jackson was on his on his William Shakespeare during this whole so, like this whole film. I want to see know? this now, Law, that you said this. So uh, in about twenty five years, Tarantino will be close to dying or or you know completely out of the Damn, picture. You don't give him I'm, not, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying he's already in his fifties. He'll be close to seventy five. Yeah. You know he's he's much older than I am. So anyway, he'll be dead in twenty five thirty years, likely. Maybe not. Sorry, Tarantino, if you're not. Um, but if he is, then maybe somebody will be like, you know, it'd be really hip if we took Reservoir Dogs and made a Broadway play out of it. And, right. you know, and then just a like musical. the fake blood, you know, with <laughs> strings Honestly, and just I'm like I'm surprised the they haven't done that. I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. Well, Beetlejuice is a play, so I don't think there's anything else. But that's what I'm saying. You know. Beetlejuice, Shrek, yeah, Spider-Man. Right. Like, what right. are we doing? I'm. These were cult classic films, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. I'm surprised that they didn't. It's so gimmicky. Legal, legally Blonde's a play. Like a musical. Yeah. So uh, I'm just what? Like, I didn't know that. It, that hurts me. Oh, yeah. Like no, I love Legally so Blonde. Don't get me wrong. Really I love popular. it. I guess it's really hers. Is really good. Okay. It's really good. I've yeah, that's what I've heard. I've, oh, Jeez. was that the chair or was that the chair? Or, or is there a go 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 go? I don't know what that was. <laughs> I that was weird. Uh, continue. I'll find out what that was. Um, no, but I will say this: Legally Blonde was an amazing was an amazing musical. I just had to put that out there because they did a thing where like MTV did the search. This is back when MTV was this actual station and they did stuff on it. Um, <laughs> MTV did a search for the lead to play Elle Woods and they did this whole thing. And then at the end of it, they showed the play 
they showed the musical uh, on MTV. And you can actually go on YouTube, actually, and like be like Legally Blonde musical play. Like it's on there. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. Huh. It's so good. It's so smart how they like they gave you all the important scenes, all the important things in between, and the way that they added music to it. It was so good. I was like, okay. I was proud. I was like, I'm a part of this, but I'm not. All right. <laughs> <I was proud. laughs> Law, give me your Pulp Fiction rating in a number. Go. Seven five. Seven five. Brian. Yes, yeah, seven five. Uh, nine. Nine? So I'm going to also give this a nine. I don't think this is diminished in quality. I think it still has questionable moments, but that's that's yes. it. Okay, okay, I'll give it an yep. eight. I'll give it an eight. Oh, look at that. There you go. I'll give All it right. an eight. All right. It's better than it's better than a seven five. I was being I was being a bitch. <laughs> you get to rate however you want. We exactly. do not judge yeah, your, your well. rating. No, for sure. For sure. No, no, I'm judging me. It's fine. But I'll, right. give it an eight. I'll give it an eight because it did music wise, acting wise, and the, the twists and turns that happened, it deserves an eight. I will say that. All right. I like it. I like it. All right. So we're gonna get into Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I'm gonna take the lead on this one. Um please do. So this is one of what I call the, the what ifs, right? So this is the fourth what if mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, Tarantino's yeah. ever done. And this is what if Sharon Tate wasn't murdered by the Charlie Manson family? Um, yeah. Which, you know, is interesting. I find this movie not, it's not bad. It's well acted. I loved DiCaprio and mm-hmm. just about everything he does. Uh, Brad yeah. Pitt generally brings it. I, I, I like okay. Cliff Booth as a character. He's an interesting and fun character to follow. Um, again, if there's any character development, it's likely with, you know, with uh, Di- DiCaprio's character. And it's it's not yeah. much. He becomes, I mean, a little more grounded by the end of the movie. Maybe maybe drinking a little less and, you know, on his way to what will be the second half of his career. But it doesn't yeah. feel like much changed. Uh, if no, anybody no, 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 has character no. development, it's Sharon Tate. And it's only because literally... The character gets to move on in life while the real person mm-hmm. perish. Right. <laughs> and yeah. that actually, both times I watch this movie, when I watch the Sharon Tate ending, I cry because I'm just like, this is literally sad because this is not what happened. Yeah, and right. And it's like great yeah. that you want to destroy the Manson family in a scene, and I I'm okay with that. Yeah. I I it's much like in Inglorious Bastards, you know, you Which was watch like your, brutal. It was, yeah. and I love the brutality of it because like, if you're going to be brutal yeah. with people, be brutal with the Manson family, please. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it took a lot of this. It's almost like he needed some vessel to give us that, and he wrote yeah, this yeah. entire story around that, and that's what this yeah. movie feels like uh, to me. So right. I, I don't know. It's on the second viewing, nowhere near as good the second time. I actually kind of got bored this time uh, mm-hmm. because – you don't care about Rick Dalton. I don't know. I just didn't give a shit about Rick Dalton, I guess. Right. Uh, right. I liked Cliff, yeah. but I didn't care about Rick. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to keep it short. Brian, go ahead. Um, Yeah, like, th- this was probably, like, I haven't seen, and I haven't seen all of Tarantino's films. But, um, but yeah, for me, this one definitely is not my favorite. Um, and, like, like you mentioned, Snitty, there's, like, some stuff takes a little long to get there. Like, the beginning feels slow. Um, to try to get some stuff. There's an interesting thing that's kind of like a reverse of what Law was mentioning, where like you don't know to buckle up until you like till it happens. Where this one, they does a really great build up, and it's 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 at the ranch where you think, okay, you're buckling up because you think something like Dalton's about right, or not Dalton, but Brad Pitt's character about to find something mm-hmm. fucked up, and so you're building up, building up, and then you're like, oh, 
never mind. <laughs> it's it's just like, a dirty old guy. Like, got a bunch it's of like, girls yeah, he builds up that place. expectation really well. And it's like, oh, okay. Thank goodness. But you're like ready for Brad Pitt to like, you know, throw down something. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of great, great stuff with him in it. Uh, I do still have issue with the whole Bruce Lee scene where uh, and like Bruce Lee's family did too, which like I still am like, I get it's like the what if thing, you know, and then that's where I try to like let my mind go, but still it's like, mm. what like him getting beat up? Is that what you mean? Well, just his, yeah, like the one, well, he that... has an attitude problem in the movie. He's yeah. kind of a cocky asshole, and he got his ass yeah. kicked. All three of those things yeah. were something the family had to mm-hmm. gripe with. Yeah, like so. I feel like okay, I feel like that says something about Tarantino too. Like, is that his? Is that? tarantino's opinion of bruce lee you know and he'd like use this as a way to like kind of say that um but i don't know that one little thing aside the actor did a great job as bruce lee mm-hmm. i thought mm-hmm. um but yeah there's there definitely wasn't like enough character development in this one it does feel i will say there wasn't a lot of like racial undertones with this one there were some things that was like more subtle mm-hmm. where it's just like uh kind of iffy but we didn't hear the n-word like right every a billion times you know what i mean yeah. it was just like oh it was like a um, moment with cliff talking about the mexican guys or yep you know exactly. a couple subtle things like that which is still important yeah. to note but it also is yeah there is still an element of it's the times so if you yeah, don't exactly. do this any of it it's, it's going to feel yeah. weird if there's none right. of it, because that's not it. really. If this is a what if? No, no, agreed, agreed with the what no, if. Agreed. I'm just but I'm saying, it, so. when you do yeah, period yeah, pieces yeah. about a time period, and no, you no, no, don't sure. do anything from that time period, it's like where, where no, no. are we? But so also, I'm a firm believer of film is a way for you to show what could be and not what True. is, depending on what you're doing. Right. So even if you're making something that takes place in the 50s, you don't have to show segregation. You can actually show a community that's well blended in together because this is your vision for what you what you want this film to be. Sure. But if you want it to be like segregation or however you, you know, however you want to slice it, then like you can do yeah. that too. But I just think we should be... It's yeah, it's one thing if it's like a true story. Right. You know, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and it's, but this is like a what-if situation, which is why I felt like with the Bruce Lee thing, maybe that's what his what-if is. Because on he's known to be a nice guy. He's known to have like you know to be you know great on set however it is so this is literally the reverse of what people think yeah he is I mean, but Bruce, also Bruce Lee was so fast like you could his character would not even have you, time i don't care how big you are you could <laughs> yeah stop but again fast. this is a what if so yeah. it's like but again tarantino's not really t- telling you like well this is a what if type of thing so nobody's going to look at it like that is yeah that no totally yeah so I, the first time i saw it, I didn't see it that people yeah, were right. mad about that but also when i watched that scene i was like it's bruce lee <laughs> like, it like felt like okay. bruce lee was on screen i gotta give the actor that credit like, like, like no totally like, the yeah, cadence yeah, yeah. the way he spoke uh very you get the one inch punch you think this white man is going to throw him into a car it's like oh, yes yeah. now i did the second half of the scene with uh kurt russell and his wife Janet yeah. and the like the way Janet's uh, reacting and how how Cliff is just gonna like sorry y'all and did you recognize who Janet was no Zoe Bell yeah Zoe Zoe Bell who was she like a stunt a, she's a stunt woman works with Tarantino she was Uma Thurman's stunt woman on Kill Bill yeah that makes it even cooler. and she was and she was in um the uh Grindhouse stuff oh, okay. she's yeah. in both of them actually yeah. Russell, yeah 
Yep. So that I love that I don't she's think in she, it with Kurt Russell. I don't think she's. Yeah. I don't think she's that great of an actor either. But I enjoy her. I enjoy. She was her good in that part, but yeah, she her. played I Janet in, perfectly. Like, no, I yeah. loved her. I loved her in Death Proof. I think she did good yeah. in Death Proof because she was kind of like just being herself. But huh. because her accent is like so like all like New Zealand, totally. New Zealand yeah, yeah. accent is like so strong that it's like. I can never not see Zoe Bell when she does something. Right. So it's just because she's just yelling all the time. It's not like really like <laughs> any nuance to her voice. She's just like yeah. yelling. But that role required her to yell. So I'm exactly, like, exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> see that. Just be pissed. This is why I like the Cliff Booth character because like that whole sequence was literally just in his memory. If he's like, oh yeah, I did this, and then he's like, oh right. yeah, you're right. Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't work there anymore. Like I just <laughs> subtle, funny. I, I don't know. Brad, you know, yeah, was whatever you feel about Brad. He's like, oh yeah, he's a great character, a great actor, and sometimes a great character actor. Um, I thought it was interesting that the shots that they got of him up on the roof were not digital. Those were definitely like Santa Ana, and like you could see the whole valley. Oh yeah, yeah. They got him on a real roof. I'm just like, wow, okay. That's the kind of stuff I expect from a director like Tarantino. Give me some shots Mm -hmm. that are uncapturable, unless you go out of your way to get these interesting. Uh, yeah. shots yeah um law did i ask you straight up yet what you thought of once upon a time in hollywood no you just keep forgetting me it's fine i'm, I'm so okay. sorry Dang. it's okay i'll talk to batsy about that i'm fine i'll just <laughs> law. um what's up i'll never write you out don't don't, don't do that i'll never write you out uh, no so once upon a time in hollywood i prefer once upon a time in mexico but anyway um <laughs> No, that's Robert yeah, Rodriguez. That's so that's true. interesting that you. I know that's yeah. weird because I love I love me some Robert. <laughs> I like I love him. Um, I think but, he's the better yeah, director yeah. ultimately, even though I, his, I love, he, his films aren't I, as acclaimed. It, it, yeah, you know. they're not. But I love him like because like Spy Kids all day. Like stop playing with me. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Even the El Mariachi <laughs> trilogy is good. No, like, for sure. It. Oh we yeah. Need do, uh-huh. We need to do a Robert Rodriguez week. I'm just saying because I love me because we did to, we we did Quentin. We need to do Robert. I'm just saying because I love yeah. me some Robert Rodriguez. Anyway. Um, what's my time in Hollywood? When y'all say it's like, yeah, when y'all saying like a what if, if that really made me think, like, because I, at the end where she survives, I was like, is she supposed to? Su- I don't think she's supposed to survive very much. Not. But I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. And then you guys saying what if, it's like, it just kind of like just home deal in that perspective. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I get what they were doing. Wish they would have did it just a little bit better because, like, she was barely in it for it to be a what if about her even though it was like even though i know it's like it bleeds into it but it's kind of like you could have still had the same movie even if margot robbie wasn't in it. i felt like he just wanted her in the movie so he could put her feet on on screen i agree with you she is a set piece in this movie oh like i felt like like she's a she's a and here's the thing too it's margot robbie and she's beautiful and you could put her in short skirts and little tight things and and bras that push her boobs up and, and she looks like a dream boat like she looks amazing i mean you could put her you could probably put her in sweatpants and a t-shirt and she'll look exactly the same but i'm just saying like like i i felt like if if you were going sharon tate to me is the biggest name in this film right like i don't know really when she was was real where the other characters are not not so like i just meant the biggest name in the sense of like like you know you 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 just know immediately who she is off the off the bat like you know and i know we get invested in leonardo dicaprio's character but like you say sharon tate i'm automatically thinking of manson family i'm automatically thinking these things so like you had those elements those elements were like kooky and funny at times because 
they botched that whole thing with him coming, like coming to the house and stuff like that. And again, that's like a what if type of thing. So they were making it kind of funny, but I just, I don't think I would have liked a little bit more of her in it than for her right. to kind of be like kind of like a throwaway character just so we yeah. can like be in it more. Cause it was just like, it wasn't enough for me to know that she, he, that's my next door neighbor. Because in my mind, what you can see now is that like, now that he got the invite to come over, they're all going to be friends. He's going to make a Roman Polanski movie. So his career is like back on track. Right, his career is like right back on track because 100%, yeah. he sur- he survived the thing and he has a wife and he has a wife and and then they're gonna and they're neighbors and it's gonna be so like you can see where the trajectory of his life is gonna go. I would have just liked a little bit more of her like through line within it because mainly we just saw her doing little things. She watched herself on screen and then yeah, and the thing that like the thing too is it does rely on the audience to know about the whole thing. To know about, exactly. And if you don't know about that, then you don't, you're not really going to be like. Yeah, you're not like, okay. Like, yeah. You're not anticipating them like going to Sharon Tate's house. I think that Tarantino banked (laughs) on the Manson family being as notorious as Hitler. And that's, it. like, yes, but no. Like, no. Like, right. Hitler is the most notorious and infamous person in in our history. Like, period. It's like it's a lot of young people that even watching this movie don't know. They never call him out, call out his name. They say his first name a couple times. Right. They keep calling him like Charlie. It's like anybody can be Charlie. Like I'm Charlie. I know. And then you see him once because he comes to the house. You see him once, and you don't even see Sharon like give him an eye in a way that makes you think like, wait a second, or yeah, like they don't give anything. So I just felt like I really just felt like Tarantino wanted her in a short skirt. He wanted to see her feet, and so he was like, he was like, what's the best way I can see Margot Robbie's feet without telling her come to my room so I can see her feet? I have another theory. Yes, I agree with everything you just said, but I have another theory as to why we don't see much of her but we also see her survive in the end and i think it's because when tarantino was young he had a huge crush on tate and wished she had made it through and this was his almost like love story oh, to her like yeah, a love yeah. note to her like i it saved your life better. because i might it could have been better so i, I agree better, i'm just saying that's what like i think it you... is i think the reason that she's only in a little bit and yeah. only to kind of highlight her mm. beauty and to highlight that this is his childhood crush that he's highlighting on screen and right. then saving her life like a hero, like the white knight. I, but I want him uh, to like, I want him to highlight that more. Right. I, want him to ha- I, want the, I want that to be added to the story more because actually that's actually compelling. I didn't know that. So that's actually, no, it's, that's a guess. So I like, don't know. Like, I don't know if that's true. I mean, maybe, but, just, maybe right. it is, yeah. but, but, but maybe it is. And I feel like if you love somebody, you don't shy away from them. If I wanted to make a movie about my mother, it's not going to be about me and my brother for, <laughs> for the majority of the movie. And then towards the end, two yeah, scenes like, with my mama. Feet in there you feel me? Her, I mean, this movie, just, this movie is about Cliff Booth, face. in my opinion. This is Cliff Booth's movie. <laughs> I love you, Mom. And, no, for real. and yeah. Dalton Cliff, and Tate are Cliff side Booth. characters to Cliff, Cliff oh, Booth's movie. So. It is Cliff Booth's. Yeah. It's definitely his. No, it totally feels like a Cliff Booth. It's definitely yeah, a Cliff yeah. Booth film. It's definitely Leonardo I feel like we're with him. But Margot Robbie is Margot Robbie. And if you, for me personally, you have to give her things. No, totally. Yeah, yeah. You don't put Margot Robbie in there. For if no you're not reason. gonna give her nothing, like, if you're just gonna make yeah. her like a pretty piece or a set piece, the because fun, the like, funny thing too is like when they actually show actually Sharon Tate, <laughs> they didn't try to do any like Sharon Tate. replacement. Right. It's Sharon Tate. Yeah, I love that, and I and I yeah. I love the fact that they that he he kept the original like film, the original yeah. like stuff, and right. so you could see her. But then also, part of me was kind of like, Margot don't really look like Margot Tate. Like, right. Margot yeah. look like Sharon Tate. I was yeah. like. And then that kind of threw me off. They tried to give makeup they, on her to make her look that way, but it didn't work. Yeah, they yeah. tried, but like I feel like I've seen freaking 
I mean, it's, um, it's Margot Robbie. It's yeah. Margot Robbie. But here's the thing, too. Sharon Tate's beautiful. So I feel no, like... Totally. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you, they could have done that a little bit, like, a little bit better. It's a Quentin Tarantino film. It's 2018. It's a bigger budget. Yeah. But I do like when the fight scene came up and they, they interspaced the scenes in between, like, her doing it with Bruce Lee and, like, her doing it on screen. Like, yeah. uh-huh. I like that part. So they actually kind of, like, showed Margot kind of, like, embodying mm-hmm. Sharon. Because up until this point, she's walking up, she's walking around the street or driving a car like she's Sharon Tate. And I don't, and yeah. I don't mean, I ain't never seen her do that. I don't, right. <laughs> I don't know what Sharon yeah. Tate does. Like, uh-huh. I don't know what she do on her day-to-day basis. So seeing, to me, that was, like, the one of the best scenes for me was seeing Margot like in the guise of Sharon Tate because they they never rec- record scenes Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate for me to kind of like get that so just having that like scene was nice but overall um I could have deal without this film overall but um I was but I was happy to see the 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I had to put to that see. in the promo yeah. too because like it just had yeah. to be in there. You had to because yeah. you didn't it would be weird because both this. I think the the tip scene is the most iconic and well known scene from Reservoir Dogs. I could it was oh, that yeah, or some sure. scene from Pulp Fiction that but I would. That was perfect yeah. how you put them together though. When it was like the tip scene, and he was like, you hear you hear him say thank you at the last second before the. No, yeah, I heard that too. That was really good. I was. I'm trying to like get better at like little J cuts and little little subtle things. Yeah, I was probably editing, but I don't know. This film was this was my least. This is the least one I liked. How about now you've seen all Tarantino? So let's. How do you feel about this stacked against all of right. his films? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This film against all of his films does not compare. So what's this is your least of all of his films? The very least of all of his films. It's it's this is, this is nine films. This is the ninth film. Like this. Okay, is, gotcha. So you like Kill Bill better this than this? Is, I love I love Kill Bill better than all his movies. Kill really? Bill Volume One or Two, Volume One and Two. Kill Bill. See, I like two better than one of the Kill Bill. If one I choose and two, two for me. Well, he say that it's he split them up in two, but for him, he looks at it as one big movie. It is. It really so is. For me, but one's really an action like, flick, like, and one is like a drama adventure almost, where she's it's going Infinity like, you know. in game. That's right. all it is. Really, is in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. But before Infinity War, in game. Uh-huh. No, so, for yeah. sure, that's all it is. If you need like context, it's just Infinity War in, in game. But um, I prefer. It's something about the story. It's like all the things that make. Tarantino, Tarantino, he put in Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah, he like, even foot fetish for a lot longer stuff, in those movies. No, for a lot longer, but <laughs> yeah. you see, but it's like so. one of those things where it's like you, you, you see Pulp Fiction, you see Reservoir Dogs, you see, you see like Django and Hateful Eight and Go, you see all that in Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2 in my, in my book. Like you see all those, all the things that make him him, he puts into volume one and two. Like to me, that was like a big labor of love for him and you can tell and I like, and I enjoy those two she's films. old enough now they could make a three just saying <laughs> no Vivica I heard, no i had a rumor they, that he had eventually they... wanted the the girl that played uh yeah uh the daughter Mickey. to come back and yeah kill oh he wants the original girl that's cool. yeah yeah to come back and be a 20 plus something it. year old that wants to go after beatrix so i'm here for it mm-hmm. because i've been we've been waiting for that don't say something to me like yeah, yeah. if you still if you still sour about it I'll be waiting if, if she. Well, that be could be his tenth and final <laughs> film, and then we can just kind of turn the page on Tarantino and start making plays, that. right? You know. I would love <laughs> the original. You guys know what his tenth film was going to be, though, right? What? Oh, uh, he wants to do one about this movie. It's called. It's going to be called like the movie critic or something like that, and it's about a, a movie critic that reviewed like adult films. 
basically that was kind of known so that's what it's gonna be about yeah it's gonna be set like i think it's like a 70s set film also well, yeah, that, that, so, that makes yeah, sense again yeah hmm. so, yeah okay i know so oh, so sweetie, I just so. to say um what's his name brian cranston didn't well he did say he was retiring but then he pulled it back and he said he's pausing so he's not retiring oh, okay. from acting. He said he's pausing from acting. So but he's also that. moving out of the country, which to me, when I don't people, blame him, man. I don't, I don't blame him. But to me, <laughs> when people leave the country, yeah. it shows me that they have privilege. Um, it shows oh, privilege yeah, yeah. to me. They, most oh, of us yeah. can't, even if we wanted to. Most of us yeah. can't. Um, no, because if I had the money, I would too. I'd be like, I see, I think yeah. I'd come back to a movie yeah. or something. But I would, I'll pull a team to Turner. I go to Switzerland or something. I'll go get my citizenship. And just come back here, have a work visa, and Canada's right there for you. The United States. Oh yeah. Nope. I'm. I, I don't want to go somewhere that's cold. It's cold. I mean, it's not any colder. It's like you just it's by the same lakes you're next to. Toronto. Okay. It's right there. It's also no. on fire. Everything. I mean, I well, wouldn't go to Switzerland yeah. anyway, but I would probably go like honestly, I'd probably go to like I don't know Greece or mm. you know Paris. So or like somewhere. South like, Europe, your Mediterranean, or maybe like Germany or something like that. I would go somewhere. Just. You know, all right, let's rate it. Let's do it. How about right. you, Brian? Yeah. All, all the movie things. Uh, rate a once upon a time. Yeah, it's a seven for me. Seven. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Snitty? <sighs> I gave it a much higher rating the first time I saw it, um, but watching it a second time usually tells you how good a film really is. Because if you don't have the same enjoyment, it's generally not as good as you thought it was. So it's probably yeah. a six, six and a half. Not sure I'm going to watch this one again, just because at the end mm -hmm. I'm just depressed for Sharon Tate and her friends and everybody that did die. Right. Um, it just right. makes me, it's not like the one, it's not like Inglorious Bastards were like, yes, burn them all where I'm like very right. excited yeah, yeah. in this. I'm like, <laughs> no, sure. yeah, I liked watching the Manson family get theirs, but then I still am sad. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Um, How about you, La? I'm a mimic bride. I'm gonna give it a seven because I do feel like it's rewatchable. Just not in this decade. Like not, not right now. Um, but I do think it's rewatchable. No, literally. Like it's I'm, it's gonna be some time. Um, it's rewatchable. It's not terrible. They it's a lot of actors, like little actors in it that you just did you didn't know yeah. that was in it. Like space, you know, you got a future Academy Maya winner, Hawk. like winner. You forgot Maya Hawk was in it. Mm -hmm. um, like, what's his name? The boy who played Emil Hirsch. Elvis. Yeah. Austin Butler. You know, Austin Butler, Emil yeah, Hirsch. Like Emil you have Hirsch. so many yeah. Pacino so many just a little bit here and there. Yeah, Pacino. And that's all you need for Pacino. Yeah. You don't need much oh, yeah. drop in, do a little sprinkle yep. of magic and then get on. Or the Dakota Fanning have, like, as like Dakota Fanning. Oh, Squeaky. She plays Squeaky, which is a role in the in the Manson Bruce Dern. Right. Yeah, Bruce Dern. Um, no. Oh, what's his name? Was supposed to play that role. What's his name? Um. Oh no, what's his name? You guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. But he is in if this I movie. Could, but he is in this movie. Right. Yeah, physically yeah. hurt you. I really. Would. Oh yeah, Timothy um, Oliphant shows up as a cowboy yeah, while he was yeah, doing. Timothy Oliphant. You know, yeah, all his cowboy stuff. Yeah. Um, what was he was a, like? Oh my god, I can't. I'm a, if I remember, I'll put it in there. But another actor was supposed to play him, but he no, uh, Burt Reynolds, I believe, was supposed to play the ranch guy. Oh, George, okay, yeah, but he passed away right like three weeks oh, before they shot, before they shot, like he oh, passed away. So yeah. he was supposed to, Burt Reynolds was supposed to be 
like was art was supposed to be either. Yeah. It did yeah. feel like the kind of movie uh, where everybody was like, we get to work with Quentin and they just jumped in. Yeah. Like that's oh, what yeah, yeah, like. yeah, totally. So yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, so many people was in this movie. Like Danny Strong was in this movie, Tim Roth was in this movie, but they got cut. Oh, they're towards the final They like, were not the, in they, the final like, cut. They're they're like they're not like they're not, they wasn't in the final cut, like but they both filmed scenes and stuff like that for it. Yeah. So it does sound like we are going to have Ray on next week's show and we will be yeah, doing right. our Pride Month celebration uh, film, uh, film trio. Uh, the films are going to be Moonlight, um, But I'm a Cheerleader and Kinky Boots. Uh, so three um, oh. LGBTQ plus IA, IA plus positive films um, and or directed by. Um, so we'll be doing that. And then I believe um, we're going to have two more episodes after that uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, one of them will be another horror episode uh, because we haven't done horror in a while. It's We're due for some A24 horror, I think. Have you got, and Brian, you said Bodies, Bodies, Bodies you saw, but you have thoughts on. Yeah. I think that'd be an interesting film to do on the, the panel. I think La, I want to see how she breaks because I think you and I I've break. I've never seen it. We break opposite ways and she'll, she'll be We there. do, but I've never seen Bodies, yeah. Bodies, Bodies. So. Awesome. And I do have it, so you'll be able to watch it. And then um, we have several other A24 we can talk about or just other horror, uh, but I do have a horror um TikToker that I'm going to invite on that episode if I can't get haunting oh, cool. season that, to show. Is that Josh? No, because Josh oh, has been very busy and he's yeah. So we'll see. We'll see, but oh. uh, it might be better just to plan for October with Josh and like really bring him in for an episode or yeah. two. It works. Um, it's October. Will October be like full horror like every? Week? Yeah, so we did it last year and the year before. So oh, okay, so yeah. that's my plan is to always do like four weeks of horror. Um, but because I'm a big horror fan, I like to still inter- intermix it through the year. Because, well, so is Batsy, yeah. so I think that's right. why you do it really. You're it's like, both of us. It's, it's both of us, but it's a it's a gift to Batsy. Oh, October just October oh, and July, her. right? Yeah, it's uh, just for her. <laughs> anyway, so this has been our approach of to Quentin Tarantino. Uh, you won't find that we love or hate him. He's just a director that we'll criticize or yeah. say we like good stuff about. So not and Josh. Even Levesque, if I love you, uh, I'll still... Josh, uh, haunting season. Um, and I'll just um, as much as I love, I love, I love directors, I love actors, I love it all. I'll, but I'll criticize them all. Mm-hmm. You're not oh, perfect. Yeah. All, you're not perfect all the time. Yeah. Neither are me. Oh, excuse me. Neither am I, I on my on my acting days. I'm not perfect. So I don't worship at the altar of Tarantino at all. Like, no, a lot. I don't worship at nobody's altar. Honestly, yeah. I just I do like you. Then I'll be like, yeah, but you kind of slipped on this one. So <laughs> yeah. But I'm still a fan, but you kind of slipped. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then when you become the person that we all hear about that did awful things, we don't like you anymore. So just, you know, keep your nose clean. Yeah, exactly. Make good exactly. movies the best just, you can, and we'll movies. give you a fair shake. That's you know, like, I almost feel like we're waiting for the other shoe to drop with Tarantino on that stuff. Like, <sighs> the other foot to drop. Like... <laughs> Sorry. Honestly, yeah. I feel like I feel like at this I feel like at this point, no pun intended. <laughs> everybody knows about that foot fetish, and he's been loud and proud about it. I don't mean. I mean, everybody has a thing. There's nothing wrong with having a foot fetish, right? It's no, more just we it, don't but, want a like, foot fetish with you. Is it what it boils down to. Exactly. It, I don't. It yeah. is a problem having a foot fetish. If Why? You're leading it into your movies. Well, no, because these are his movies, like, and he, if he gets consent face. from the actress or the actor, then do you think they ask? Do you think he even ask? That's true. 
Aeon is correct. Yeah, I do worship at the altar of Deacon. No, very true. true. That is very true. Only Deacons. You, Deacons lives rent free in your head, is what it boils down to. Yes, exactly. I really really hope Deacons doesn't come out with a scandal. Man, I'll be broken. That's going to be so true. There are some actors, man, that I swear if they come out, I might not watch movies anymore. You know? Right. If it's somebody like, was like Kevin no, Smith and did SO, I'd be like, right, fuck, yeah. man, right. I'm out of here. This, I can't do this. Honestly, at this point, I'll watch the stuff he made up, he done up until that point because it's like, it's just some stuff that I, and I, I do enjoy and I do like. I just, that's just, this is my standpoint. Um, damn it. I had something else to say. I can't remember, but I love you guys. You guys are amazing. <laughs> we love you too, Law. We yeah. should cut the show. We are going way guys. over just to chat. So we, we will. Be it's, back next it's week. It's not way over. Seven minutes isn't way over, but we'll be back next week. So we don't will. forget to follow us on all social media, you guys. We appreciate the love and the support. Um, yeah, we appreciate it all, always. Keep your feet clean. <laughs> and I still want to dance in a Tarantino movie. Like I still want to dance in a Tarantino. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. This was the oh. last. Sorry, this was the this was the only. This was the first film in Tarantino's like history that was not produced by the Weinstein Company because of the. Yes, it was a Sony movie. film, yeah. which I thought was interesting. Yeah, it was a Sony, yeah. It was a Sony was film. Like, okay. Yeah. So yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, since we were talking about it. <laughs> Have a great Bye night, guys. all. Have a Bye, guys. Night. <laughs>